This is episode 524 for October 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas, and that jazzy cover of the Spider-Man theme is by uh, Randy Walderman's album featuring Take Six, and it's an album filled with uh, covers of superhero theme songs, so it's really kind of cool. I like it a lot. And I'll provide a link to it up on our message board with this podcast episode number, so you can watch the video and see the link. Before we get to our review episode, I want to thank people that make this podcast possible each and every month. They help us pay the bills, and they do that through supporting us through Patreon. So I want to personally thank the following people who support us. Thank you to Alex, Frederick, Christopher, Alex, Symbiobro, Jose, Will, Nick, Alex, Stuart, Stephen, John, Hefskimo, Michael, K, Andrew, Patrick, Laura, Brian, Craig, Frederico, Ricky, Lee, Thomas, Dowd, David, Comet Omelette, love that name, Taylor, uh, Matthew, Michael, L, JB, Frenzetta Hulk, Swisser, Michael, and Mare. If you would like to support this podcast and make sure more come out, you can log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com and look on the right-hand side. It's also on the bottom of every episode and post on our front page. Or you can directly go to Patreon.com slash Crawlspace. Patreon.com slash Crawlspace. Also, you may not know it, and uh, I wanted to let you know, uh, we record our podcasts each and every month, and we do that through uh, YouTube. And so watch on the front page of SpiderManCrawlspace.com, and I'll provide a link a couple days earlier where you can watch a live broadcast so you can see all of our mugs talking in front of the cameras as we record this podcast. And I also uh, put it at the bottom of the link on the front page for you to see it in case you didn't see it live. But you can interact with us on YouTube uh, when we're recording it. It's kind of fun to do that. I really like that new feature that we've started doing. All right, all that is out of the way. Let's get on with this episode. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Spider ASM Review Podcast. Let's introduce the panel. We've got Mike. What's going on, Mike? Well, I think we should offer our sincere condolences to uh, Zach, who couldn't make it to this podcast, probably because he had to review uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider 25. <laughs> and I'm sure he's probably in, in severe mourning um, after the debacle that would happen in that issue. Yeah. And all you, of you. Did you see the review on the front page? They gave it a zero out of ten. Oh, yeah. On a Peter yeah. David book. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was reading, yeah. I've been reading comments about that from around the internets, and people are just like in yeah. complete outrage, which I have to remind people, and something that you, George, once said, it's not Ben Riley, it's Ben 27. Ben, yeah. The real Ben Riley still bag of flour. So yeah, when the, when the clone, yeah, when the clone conspiracy came out, and it was it was just it, it was like somebody had you know set like a, a, a you know like a a paper bag filled with dog poo you know and set it on fire on your doorstep. 
Right. Uh, remember, we were telling Zach, we're like, dude, <laughs> listen, I, I, we know you're bummed. This is not Ben Riley. Ben Riley turned into powder. He's gone. He's been gone yeah, 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Yeah, so, as long as you think of it that way, you're fine. That, yeah. Zach and I had an intervention on the podcast, a uh, Patreon podcast. If you want to listen to that, Zach just goes off on 25. That's a heck of a tease to listen to that episode. It's really good. Uh, the vo- other voice you heard was George. What's going on, George? Hi. Moment of silence for Burt Reynolds. Sorry for the bandit passing pour, away. Pour one out mm-hmm. for, and I'm not really going to pour one out because it's going to go all <laughs> over my rug, but pour one out for, uh, for Burt Reynolds. Had a good long life, though. No doubt. And, Good long and, life for the bandit. If you have Amazon Prime, I watched the last movie star on it. That was one of Bert's last movies. It's really good. Yeah, it was him and um, the girl from uh, Family Something Modern oh, Family. Trail for yeah. that. That How can I not remember her name? Really good. I also had Chevy Chase in it too. Strange. Anyway, I recently watched Smokey and Bandit. Still a great, great movie. Oh wait, it's absolutely. I'm so glad they didn't wind up remaking that. Well, in the 90s, they made a television show called The Bandit. Uh, yeah, but that, that doesn't count. No one really remembers that. All right. Um, yes, I do. But, uh, but no, they were going to remake it with that uh, that guy from Jackass. Oh, my god! Oh, At really? First, and was it that, Johnny Knoxville? Uh, John, yeah, yeah. And then that, that idea kind of petered out like a bad fart. Thank Christ. <laughs> yeah. proving, the fact, you know, proving that there is a God. You know, <laughs> God stepped in and said, you know, no, no. Uh, we also have JR. What's going on, JR? Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, in honor of Burt Reynolds passing, I think I'll try to stream a, a season or two of Dan August, uh, that great television series, right, George? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that show. George, is everybody? No. Hello. You're, the, you're not even, in, well. I think wait. you went back to the 60s before any of us were born. <laughs> Dan August? George, don't you remember Dan August? Uh, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 and this is somebody who's like, well, now I, I, I've watched things that were from before my time, like in reruns, you know, like, uh, like I've, I've watched them, you know, like when I was a kid on TV, you know, like, like I, I've seen all the gun smokes with Burt Reynolds in them, by the uh-huh. way, uh, just as oh, an FYI, when he, when he played, uh, uh, uh Clint Esper. Can we do six degrees of Burt Reynolds and Spider-Man? How could you TV do it? Series 1970 to 1971. Burt Reynolds, Norman ah, Fell, and Richard I Anderson. I, I, could do, I could do one degree of Burt Reynolds with Spider-Man. Sally okay. Field is Aunt May. Boom. Yeah, all that's true. There you go. There yeah, you go. Six true. degrees of Spider-Man with Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? Not much. I finally beat the Spider-Man game. So Awesome. Awesome. It, awesome, it, but depressing. Oh my gosh, the ending. We're not going to spoil it, but the ending. Heartstrings. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I know. Yep. Oh, when I, when I, we record that. We went and did it. it finally. It had to happen. When, uh, yeah. when we the, newly, record- the newly minted Ashley, by the way. Oh, yeah. George, mm-hmm. you haven't talked to yes. her since she, she That's typed right. Aw. There you go. And we have. Hang on. Let me, let me form a, crudely form a heart with my fingers. I know how to. Better. Here you go. Heart. Your, your thumbs have They're to be the bottom this? of the heart. Yeah, like that's not how I'm going to. No, your thumbs look, are no. the bottom of the heart. Look, look, no, my heart. My heart is like this. Again, it's like a spade. Again, keeping it Spider-Man related. This means I love you, and it also means thwip. Yep. There we go. Yeah, the it also means you know, rock on you the, and rock on. The, yeah. Be like you got anything out of me, young great. And last but not least, we have Dark Mark, Mark Alf- Alford, our ASM reviewer. What's up, Mark? 
Hey, hey. Um, I'm glad it's not really dark, Mark. Uh, we just had a hurricane come through here, and I think oh everybody's gosh. power in Hillsborough, but my neighborhood is out. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, real quick. Um, um, dark Mark's, uh, dark Mark's uh, spawn, spawn of Dark Mark says, George, you're my favorite. I hope you end up replacing Dark Mark. <laughs> Grant, your son Grant is I'm in the YouTube chat. Seeing that on the uh, oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he can. Uh, you can take over his uh, college tuition then. <laughs> wow. I'm suddenly Maury Povich, and George is not the father. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our all 26 viewers watching us live on YouTube and chatting with us, interacting with us. Mm-hmm. I always think that's awesome that we do that. Right. Okay, so starting it off. Speaking of dark, Mark. ASM number five. Number five. 806. Take me through this issue, sir. Okay. Well, we start off with a little uh, Chi-Town love being sent his way because uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane are walking and uh, just coming out from a date. I don't know where they went. He's got no money, so it was somewhere cheap. They just probably walked through uh, the Central Park or something. I don't know. Yeah. Outdoor movie night. They ain't going to McDonald's because he doesn't have enough to buy or anything there. So uh, he's walking, and he says, I'm finally going to talk to her like I should have done in the first place. And after he explains everything that's going on, she turns to him and says, look, I know I said I didn't want Spider-Man, and I wanted you, but you turn out to be pretty boring. So uh, I want you to get Spider-Man back. <laughs> More or less. Uh, we, I don't have the exact words. We haven't had that Mary here. Jane dialogue in For 10 plus years. years yeah. <laughs> 10 plus years. We haven't heard a sentence like that in a long time. Yep, so he's uh, he's all excited. And all of a sudden, we jump into the future, and Peter Parker is laid out bleeding to death. Um, uh, we don't know how. He's just there. And so then we go back to in time this showed that what he was thinking about thinking it over about what to do about the science thing uh that isotope genome accelerator and we get all the the background that we need to know which is the isotope genome accelerator didn't just split apart peter parker and spider-man it also is going to kill them because you can't live just a half of yourself. So I'm sure there's some moral lesson in there for us all to take into heart and learn and make sure that we are our full person and not just partly. Mark is going, it means means go back and watch Star Trek episode number four, the enemy within. That's what it means. (laughs) I mean, if you want to know how this is supposed to end. So, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that Star Trek analogy. with this. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I saw this story 50 something years ago. So, you know, <laughs> my goodness. All right, Mark, take us. Keep going. All right. So the science thing is locked up. So he has to find somebody who can get it out. So he he thinks about calling uh, Ashley's favorite thief, the black cat. But then he decides against it because, you know, he's with another woman right now and calling a former lover. Probably not. I'm sorry, not a lover because uh, we never saw anything behind a closed door. Uh <laughs> A former girlfriend um, wouldn't wouldn't be good for his relationship with Mary Jane. So instead of throwing some uh, Ashley love his way, they throw me some love, and he pulls out our favorite villain, Boomerang. (laughs) And he he manages to trick Boomerang into stealing it just by talking about how expensive it is and and how it's not even guarded very well, just loosely dropping those words around Boomerang. And, of course, Boomerang takes the bait – he goes to the school. He steals the isotope genome accelerator and is loading it into the back of his van, struggling with the weight of it. It goes out of its way to tell you it's struggling with the weight of it, <laughs> puts it in the van, 
But uh, but Peter Parker does a little Grand Theft Auto himself and uh, takes off in the van and leaves Boomerang just sitting there wondering uh, what just happened. Now, despite the fact Boomerang's got rocket boots and could easily have caught up to the van, he <laughs> just forgot. And I think it's probably due to the amount of. Uh oh. Oh, we've. Mark. Mark. Oh, Come back. Mark is, Mark is frozen. Come back, Mark. Don't go. Oh, we can't follow. Aww. Oh, dear. It's. This is live podcasting, folks. This is this is live podcasting. That's right. We, we, you know. So is it? But yeah, it's, I think it's it was so just, sad to watch him just frozen like that. It's like it's like when you see somebody sucked into a black hole, and the way the physics. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. It's like, uh, they're actually pulled in and destroyed almost instantly, but because of the way the physics work, you see it for mm-hmm. like uh, like ten thousand years. He, he's frozen in carbonite. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, not. Well, if he'd be holding his hands up like this. Yeah, he'd be like, JR, would you like to take over? (laughs) Uh, Well, I was about to say, I mean, I I guess since, uh, you know, at least uh, my own son doesn't come on here and insult me like his uh, his did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take us from when Boomerang or Spider Man Grand Theft Autoed. You know, I was having trouble, like some stuff was freezing up on me earlier, and I thought I thought that was me. Maybe that was him. I don't know. Anyway, so, oh, so I, anyway, so Peter Parker does the cliche of talking real loud, you know, not talking and saying anything suspicious oh, at all. Oh, I'm not trying to get, oops, is oh, he back? he's back. He's back. He's back. Right, good, good. Where was I when I left off here? I'm sitting there. I'm just going on like. (laughs) (laughs) You're on issue seven by now. No, uh, Boomerang Boomerang just got Grand Theft Autoed. Okay, so um, um, I do apologize for that. Um, Despite the fact that Boomerang's got rocket boots, um, he forgets uh, due to uh, all the radiation that the isotope gene and accelerator is putting off and uh, let Spider-Man or lets Peter Parker get away with the science thing free and clear. Now, he tracks down Spider-Man, who's relaxing in a web hammock between some some size skyscrapers. And despite the fact that uh, powerless Peter Parker can barely carry groceries for Aunt May, as we saw in the previous issue, he manages to lug this heavy box of isotope genome accelerator parts all the way to the top of a skyscraper. That's yeah. a good point. I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, you know, that is a good nerdy Look nitpick. You, Mark. <laughs> and, and despite not able to figure out what a beaker is anymore because he's <laughs> lost all of his science skills, he manages to put together this isotope genome accelerator. <laughs> he aims it at Spider-Man, and, uh, and, and all this time, Spider-Man's just sitting back in a web hammock, just hanging out, just waiting for something to happen. And uh, he's about to use it before uh, they get distracted by a swarm of tricentennials. Now, Brad, I'm an English teacher, so I took the time to look up what do you call a group of robots? And the official term is swarm. So there you go. Oh, get out of here. Now you know. Ooh. We I got another Spider-Man call, villain, a swarm. We better call oh. Kevin in on this one to, you know, give his, his okay. As a t- I think he's got the, uh, the the whole thing swarm thing kind of co-opted. <laughs> what, what, there, there's been several mentions of skeletons covered in bees before, like in these books recently. But anyway, go ahead, Mark. 
Go ahead. Well, Swarm has his own uh, Twitter account, and uh, Grant has uh, tried to call out to him to let him know that there's a, a Easter egg of him in the uh, Spider-Man game. But, uh, but yes, uh, Swarm there has is. not been there checking is. his Twitter lately, so I guess Swarm has hear a Twitter. Mm-hmm. I hear it's a buzz. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we switch to Mendelstrom, a.k.a. Gaunt, a.k.a. Robot Master. And he's all excited because he made the deal with the, the Sinti demon, which I, is the only word I can come up with him because he's a demon with centipedes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the moment, um, he has everything going his way. But he didn't read the fine print, and he got gypped because the Senta Demon has uh, all his demonic centipedes rip him to shreds before he gets to see Spider-Man die. Mm-hmm. And I also looked up how many people a year die from centipede bites. So anybody want to take a guess how many, how many people a year die by centipede? Before you answer Around that. Around the world or in the U.S.? Around the world. Oh, wow. oh, so we got limited to Australia before, then. Before you answer this, this is this is this is like next level JR type stuff, right? Here. <laughs> this is the kind of in depth research that people tune in to, uh, to the crawl space. I would on. say a hundred people worldwide die from centipede deaths. I'm going to say it's like a lot more in India alone. I thought people well, tune in to me just to see me make shit up, not to talk facts. <laughs> Well, I mean, are they all in Australia, or are they? Because that's where the most venomous stuff is. Just pick a number, Mike. <laughs> um, forty-two. I don't know. All Just right, there you go. <laughs> what, what's the answer, Mark? Zero. Nobody dies from centipede. <laughs> so I was closer, folks. <laughs> I won, I guess. Right. But what about giant demon centipedes? Yeah, now that the internet has failed me on, because I did specifically look up giant demon centipedes, and uh, the internet is Wikipedia even is uh, strangely silent on that. I, I suspect well, can, conspiracy. Um, go but, to uh, the what 2006 King Kong movie to do your research. Oh yeah, how, many, how many people get killed by giant? <laughs> by, by the way, Mark, what are you calling the bad guy? Centa what? Centa demon. Centa demon. That that sounds like a new uh, air freshener. Scent of demon. This is well. It's probably better than calling him the human. It's probably better than calling him the human centipede. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's trademark. <laughs> you can't do that. One. <laughs> yeah. So, well, these demonic centipedes don't bite them. They just rip them up to shreds, and we get the we get the nice little uh, silhouette of it, the shadow shadow of it, uh, so that we don't have to worry about you know nightmares from little kids reading these books here. But then we go right back to the action. But instead of Spider-Man fighting the tricentennials that are coming as well, I'm sorry, the swarm of tricentennials coming his way, <laughs> Spider-Man and Peter Parker are running away, you know, because uh, he who, who runs away lives to fight again another day. And uh, as they're running away, Peter Parker sacrifices himself by throwing himself in between a bolt and Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man could have easily jumped out of its way using a spider sense, but this Spider-Man ignores his spider sense because he says it is annoying and it takes up too much of his time. Turns it off. I didn't <laughs> so, know you could do that. That's cool. So uh, there he is. He's dying. He's saying all these uh, important things to Spider-Man about responsibility, and Spider-Man seems like he's getting into the concept of it. But then he reveals, nah, he's just going to go right back to playing video games and ignoring everything that means anything. So 
Peter Parker swips up a, a web line, hits the science thing, makes it fall, which somehow does not break the science thing, but actually activates the science thing. And it does his science business. And all of a sudden, Spider-Man and Peter Parker are scienced back together. But not before Spidey tells Peter Parker to lighten up a little bit, please. All right. Mm-hmm. So now they're back together. Uh, we don't know if we should call him Spider Parker or Peter Man, uh, but they're back together <laughs> now. Call him Peter Man. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. that's bad. Bad call. Once it came out of my mouth, I realized that's probably not the best. Yeah. Um, he hacks the tricentennial and then sends all the whole swarm of tricentennials to uh, the Life Foundation, where they find Strom in little pieces spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. And all all he can say is. Guess my name. And then all the tricentennials say, guess my name. And then they go into the building and blow up, and the Life Foundation is done forever. And I'm not sure if uh, – I meant to look it up beforehand. Uh, is there a villain in the Marvel Universe named Rumpelstiltskin? Because if there is, that is my guess for who this Centidemon really is. I was thinking, well, it, was, I was thinking it was probably uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. No, I was, thinking Mick, I was actually thinking Mick Jagger. Because you know of that, of that that one song you got you know like what's my M F and name Snoop. Well, I was I was thinking Mick Jagger. You know, pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. Uh, yeah, well, that would be that would it? go back to the devil reference there. Yeah. That would be something yeah. for the devil, and we know what devil character likes to mess with Spider Man. Yeah, the most obvious answer that this this <laughs> scented demon is is Mephisto. But that just well, seems too obvious. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, we'll go about it. Talk somebody about buying more, for Mephisto's position or something. Maybe Blackheart mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, Mark, what is your grade, sir? Well, wait, man. We got just oh. a few wrap-ups here. Oh, sorry. Peter takes Spider-Man's advice and spends the night on the couch with MJ rather than uh, – Tracking down bad guys. Um, mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden we see uh, Black Ant and Taxmaster uh, given the Department of Homeland Security, MediHuman, and Advanced Technology Division the runaround because they're not S.H.I.E.L.D. and they leave. So that gives us hope that we're going to see more Black Ant. I love Black Ant. And then we get yeah. to see our great white hunter one more time. And sure enough, it is Craven <laughs> who's tracking him down. And then we get the lie of the last page that says, next, Craven is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, but not yeah. immediately. But. And, and in the letter pages, don't forget, our own Peter, Chi-Town Spidey, uh, has a letter. Chi-Town Spidey. Congratulations Congrats. to him. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark. Fi- uh, final thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> I'm early in the show for final thoughts. <laughs> uh, your grade. What's your grade on this one, sir? I give it an A. Okay, uh, Mike. Um, I give it a B, a B plus. I thought you said I'll give it a bay. <laughs> no, I well, I would well bay B whatever. It's a B. <laughs> uh, Jr. Grade. Uh, uh, I gave it a C plus. Okay, uh, Ashley. Uh, B plus as well. George. I gave it an A, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirby hand. Yes. I give it an A also. Okay. Okay. Pros. Mark, your pros, sir. It's just fun. Yeah, dude. It's a lot yeah, of I fun. Agree. You know, I agree um, that. There, there's, yeah, we we got some uh, Mary Jane in there. We've got uh, 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 Peter Parker and Spider-Man really 
defining who each one of them are and letting us know that yes, they're two separate characters and then bringing them back together. I mean, this is, this is all around just a, it was just a good fun issue. The dialogue is one of my biggest pros. I mm-hmm. love the, the writing. I can tell different voices. Yep. Uh, it, it's such a nice taste of this after you've had nothing but uh, what, what would be a bad meal in your mouth for 10 years? Dance lot um, Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> dance lot too. Yeah, uh, that's pretty true. Yeah. Um, pros to the panel. I like the dialogue. Mark thinks it's just fun. I would agree. What's some other pros? Um, I think the art's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the I, mean, art, I think I think that the art was maybe just a little stuff. Interesting story. Um, when I wrote up my review, when I did a review on that other side of what for, um, the Mark Otley was actually alerted to it uh, because I've made a reference that I thought that he was actually maybe basing some of his art on like artist models or mannequins and stuff. And he says, "Nope." He says, "Sorry to disappoint you, uh, guy." And so I, I wrote back to him and says, "Oh, I stand corrected." Wait, and Mark Otley? Who's Mark? Mark Otley? Oh, no, oh, 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 Ryan Otley. I don't Ryan, know why. I said, yep. Sorry, I was thinking Mark Bagley for a second, but uh, no, I talked to Ryan Oddly and everything like that, and he kind of reassured me. No, it was all all him, and I said, "Oh, that's great!" And so I said, "So really nice guy and everything." So uh, kind of bumped things, you know, you know. So yeah, I think the arts really good in this thing. The I art mean, is uh, growing on me more than the freaking yeah, book day in the first I issue. Think he's, I'm liking he's it. Very, he's very good. I mean, yeah, it's a very kind of a, it's a very kind of a simile, like almost like a style that you would see in like cartoons or animation, and so you can see a lot of like the, the there's a not nice. Um, you know, facial expression slightly maybe exaggerated, but they feel but they feel genuine when you look at them. You know what they're instantly yeah. feeling. So, which I think is really good when you're when you especially when you're looking at comic book pages and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I will say, um, although I mean, I do like the, uh, the, the interaction between Peter and himself. I guess with Spider Man and stuff like that. I really liked it. Like I think it was the same as um, issue five, or issue four, where you can see the difference between the two. Like you can actually hear almost like hear. Yes. I mean, I mean, if you were like say like having the, it'd be an interesting challenge for Lenny. Kind of like if you're doing voice actor, like for example, <clears throat> like a Josh Keaton, for example, doing this, and you can try to it, like it'd be interesting to can hear they would be sound the same, but they would have like the different you know pitches to them, which I think would be you know which again is great. And I'm actually kind of intrigued by whoever this yeah. centipede, centipede scarecrow-looking guy is who yeah. may or may not be connected with Mephisto or Blackheart or some mm-hmm. kind of up-and-coming, you know, demonic guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's it's kind of like, okay, I like that kind of the mystery thing there and a little right. bit of a tease. So it's, you I, know. I like what Enigma said in YouTube chat. Uh, we, we would call it a slot burger, and 22.7 says, I need some Spencer to wash this slot down. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, J- uh, George, George, you, you gave it one of the highest grades along with myself. What did you like about it? Uh, I liked the humor. Um, yeah. Unlike the last 10 years, the humor wasn't forced and cringy. Mm-hmm. Yes. and it's original it's not it's not lifted from something else um so that's refreshing um i like seeing taskmaster and black ant they're a Me lot too, of fun yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. um and uh i don't i i just like the book being about peter yes yeah you know and not everyone around peter uh that you know for 10 years we had a writer who it seemed like just hated writing about peter yeah. Mm-hmm. And we would have preferred to write about anybody else but Peter and Peter's book. 
So this is refreshing. Yeah, and George, you know? the next two issues, we have a Spider-Man in costume, and it's still just as and fun. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, like, so everything's just better all around. The dialogue's better. Yeah. You know, Mary yep. Jane's there. Oh, that yeah. Mary um, Jane line, my, I mean, that's straight up pre-10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I mean, is yeah. ama- literally amazing that she is talking like that. And uh, yeah, this issue wrapped up the whole. I'm undoing everything that I didn't like about Slot's run and setting it, resetting it the way I want it. Yeah, and 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 you know we we've got the return of a of a classic villain where it's ju- it looks like it's just villain and not you know like the 87 different Craven variants that he was with last time you know and that his all daughter and his whole family tree. Yeah, uh, it's just Craven uh, killing a fat guy. Uh, I don't. I don't know how that's hunting, but whatever. Um, and uh, you know, and, and yeah, we have an interesting, uh, apparently an interesting take on an old villain that we that we're not sure about. This is like Spider-Man's version of Hush or something. I don't know what's going on here with this, mm-hmm. but uh, it's actually it's actually interesting. Yeah. Uh, whereas a new villain, you know, would be drawn out, you know, at different points in the last ten years in a way that we knew it wasn't going to pay off, and we were going to be disappointed regardless. Um, this one actually has potential. It's interesting. Yeah. It's I, I'm not used to this. Yeah. <laughs> Any theories on who that uh, demon is, George? Uh, I I don't think it's Mephisto. I I think it. Um, I don't, and I don't know where I saw this. I don't know where I saw if it was in our Discord or somewhere else. But I I think somebody said they think it's it's. Hobgoblin and it maybe is Mackendale. I did see that. I, I saw did. that as well. And, uh, that's a weird uh, guess, though. And, and guessing Mackendale actually rang true with me a little bit. I thought, you know, that I but could actually why, see that. Why would the king, so. Well, this is a couple issues ahead, but why would the Kingpin ask for Mackendale to save Vanessa? I don't get that. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Kingpin loves his wife. I know, but why, how could Mackendale yeah. change? And and the fact that, well, I mean, if Mackendale, remember, you know, remember uh, the last time we saw Mackendale, Mackendale, or I guess the last time we saw Mackendale, I don't exactly know when that was, but uh, there was a time when Mackendale had like what infernal. Yeah, he was um, a he was a demon goblin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I, I think maybe this is a continuation of that. This is like a, an evolution of that or something like that. But yeah, I mean, like if you're Kingpin and you want to save your wife, yeah. uh, you know, like because we saw what happened during that god awful clone conspiracy when Wilson Fisk did the right thing mm-hmm. right off the bat and was like, oh, hell no, my wife's dead. Yeah. But I mean, like if, you know, suddenly it's like, OK, well, yeah, this guy was uh, was a, a shyster. But I mean, like, dude, I, I you know, I've got. I've got uh, dark magic at my at my hands. I can bring yeah. back. Well, I can see the kingpin maybe trying yeah. to do something like that. If to Ashley, get his wife back, yeah. What's some pros out of you? What do you um, like about it? I like seeing Peter handle situations like an adult and actually yeah. talk to people about his problems instead of running and hiding from them. That was pro- right in the opening of this book. We see him the problem he's been mulling over for the past two issues. He's talking about it with his loved one. And I think that's just something that's been missing for a very long time from a lot of the um, Spider-Man media we've been seeing. Instead, yes. uh, he just always bears the burden alone, and so many problems could be simplified in an instant if he just went and talked to someone about it. So it was nice to see them just take that path already. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked um, the unification scene when he you know, reunites with his um, the Spider-Man part of himself. It seemed like 
a really good self-talk and a really good lesson on just kind of self-care and self-love and kind of giving yourself a break every now and then not always being so hard on yourself. So I think it's not only a really good moment for Peter. And I think he definitely needs to engage in more of that kind of dialogue with himself to not put so much constant pressure to, you know, be responsible to perform as Spider-Man. It's also, you know, good for the reader as well. And have fun. Have Mm -hmm. Lighten up, Peter Parker. Have enjoy fun. being Spider-Man. You're exactly Spider-Man. Enjoy that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's most of it. Jr. Pros, out of you. What did you think, sir? Um. Well, yeah, I got to admit the uh, the Mary Jane scene was, was sounded right. Uh, yeah. it, and it kind of enforced the reinforced the idea that Mark Webb uh, didn't know what he was doing. Um, on amazing the amazing Spider-Man movies when Emma Stone was spouting off and saying that, uh, well, Gwen loves Peter Parker, but Mary Jane loves Spider-Man. Uh, that was stupid. I mean, that was stupid and showed a lack of fundamental understanding of the characters. True. So uh, it's um, – Did he say that in like an interview or something? I don't – She said remember. that. She oh, said that. Emma Stone that. said yeah. that. Okay. When Emma they were Stone, Spider-Man. But you know, I'm I'm assuming that Mark Webb probably felt the same way, hmm. uh, and you know, and and so to me that that shows that you just, you know you don't you don't get it you don't get it, uh, and I think the two movie Amazing Spider-Man movies evidence of that anyway. But so I like that I you know I I, I, I like I did like the fact <clears throat> that. It was a Spider-Man story, period. No guest stars. No, you know, none of this other bullshit. You know, no promoting other books. You know, uh, no no guest, you know, things like that. I mean, it was was a Spider-Man story. Um, You know, some of my con, I mean, we'll we'll get to cons later. Yeah, but... Um, uh, but those, those, I would say, those were those were the pros. I mean, it wasn't painful to read. I, I thought it was a dumb story, but it wasn't painful right. like mm-hmm. some of the last few years have been. We we didn't have you on last month, Jr. With issues two to four. And yeah, I wanted to see Stegron go down like a bitch, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Don't even, don't even, don't even. It's one panel, and in that one panel, they also say that the fight destroyed the wing of a museum. So, <laughs> so it was a stuffed Stegron. Why don't you kiss my dimpled ass? <laughs> so... So what what are your thoughts on Stegman's run so far, Jr. Because we haven't heard it yet. Stegman. Oh, sorry. Stegman. Uh, is, is, is this when we were? Spencer. Is this when we, what was the? Um, isn't this like when we were? Uh, what was the crazy Chris joke or whatever that he liked? He liked Stegman. He, he was getting his artist mixed up or something. But anyway, uh, yeah. The, but anyway, the, Stegman. The uh, Stegman. named after your son. Go ahead. What do you think, yeah, Spencer? Um, you know, I actually think. Maybe talking about the next two issues. I think I'll save it for that. Okay. Because um, right. I really, because uh, there's a point I want to make. I, I, like I said, I didn't really care much for this story, but I think maybe in six and seven, it's starting to gel a little bit better. So okay. anyway. Okay, we'll wait till six and seven to hear your opinion. Uh, cons, Mark, you start off. What was your cons out of the book? You gave it a what? An A? I gave it an A. Okay. I have two cons. Uh, one of them is that freaky little girl that's sitting behind him on the bus. I, that has to be somebody's kid that that the artist agreed to draw in a book. It has to be because that was a lot of detail in that kid. I yeah, it's that. too much detail for everybody else, and it just really draws your attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is just those uh, – we do have a, a bit of some big plot stretches here. That's, you know, this, this machine – 
he just yeah. pulls it off the edge of the ledge and, and then it works in just the exact same way yeah. he wants it to, you know, and that's, that's okay. Cause the, the light, uh, hearted tone of the book kind of excuses a few of those uh, yeah. potholes, I think. I, I, I was, I was a bit forgiving for that too. I, I agree. It was a little too easy that it all wrapped up, but it's still an enjoyable ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cons out of anybody else? Let's hear some more uh, cons. Um, I kind of, I yeah, I kind of felt like it kind of wrapped up a little bit too neat. And this is also kind of be a, maybe a strange kind of con to me. This didn't feel like it was a Spider-Man story, but more like a Socratic dialogue, if that makes any sense. Like it's basically like it was more like. The more it wasn't, it was, I mean, yeah, they had trappings of a story in there, like plot progression, character stuff and dialogue and everything, but it was more like, it was more about this felt more like Spencer, a commentary, um, about, about, you know, the, you know, Peter, you know, about Peter Parker and Spider-Man in general, like, okay, this is who he was. This is where he is now. And this is where he needs to go. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I kind of felt it was, it kind of got a little bit too, I mean, but it, and there's nothing wrong again with meta commentary like this with everything, but it kind of felt a little bit too obvious, if that makes any sense. Like the comp, like the idea with you know about you know that. But I mean, I'm not almost I mean, like not, trying not, too hard. I apologize. I mean, but yeah, almost like he's trying I mean, too hard. Let's say this. Bit, I mean, this get one of the biggest jobs in comics. Yeah, so but I, I, mean, I would be but trying it, hard too. Yeah, but I mean, it did feel like it was more like he's com- like it's like you could kind of see more like it was more like the comment like the commentary about Spider Man more so than it was about necessarily telling a story. If that makes any, I mean, I mean, not that it was bad. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. Well, I, I think it you're dead on with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not George, knocking the story. George I'm not knocking anything like that. It just I felt like that point, George. No, I think this is no, I think this is all bullshit. Okay. All right. All right. Why? Okay. No, 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 no. I, I know. I feel. I, I'm. I guess. I'm like the. I like it. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, it's definitely a Spider-Man story, dude. Look, we got, we got fighting in okay. here. We got, we, we got the uh, wrapping up a story that's gone on for what three issues? Five. Yeah, that's I true. Think. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not like it. I mean, like it, it's got to wrap up at some point. I mean, like sure. It, sure. it doesn't end like a Hammer film where you know the castle explodes in the credits roll. You yeah, know, I mean, there's, there's actually, you know, I mean, it, it's it's got structure to it. Uh, but sure. I, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was rushed at all, and I'm I'm fine with okay. that. I'm fine with like things like medical. You guys are making fun oh, of me yeah. for a 1960s TV show reference, and here you go make a 1950s Hammer movie reference. God, sadly, I thought he was talking about MC Hammer. Um, <laughs> okay, can't touch that. All right, uh, what else do we want? Any other cons on that one? I did have um, yep. kind of piggybacking off of Mike, there did seem to be um, it felt like it had a hard time letting the characters be characters. There's a lot of tonal dissonance for me. It felt like whenever we got to a serious moment, we had to always lighten it almost immediately. You know, there's good letting the, letting the serious speech be serious, mm-hmm. but before they can really sink in, we can reflect on them. There's, you know, someone cracking jokes and yeah, you know, I, I get it. It's Spider-Man, but it feels like what, when, um, Especially with Black Ant and Taskmaster. Um, I'm not too familiar with the characters. I don't think I've seen them too often and um yeah, since I've started reading. But it felt like every time they were on the page, they're like doing a bit. And yeah. whether they were on a <laughs> That's job what I liked. I like that too. Yeah. To them, 
or they're being interrogated and they're being, you know, uh, like they're arrested and being interrogated and being held. It, it just felt like it was constantly, they were just commentating on the scene, not that their actual characters reacting to what was happening and who were invested in what was happening. So Didn't you think they were the comic relief of the book though? I mean, they're, they're funny. They they're are. Comic relief. Oh, they are. Yeah. They are but it, again, it, they're there to be comic relief then and not necessarily to stand out as characters. There's, there's a, a line that can be drawn between when this character is just a device mm-hmm. of the plot and of the, um, of the story being told and when they're an actual character. Right. So I saw that that was crossed a little too much for me. Sim- Symbio bro on YouTube chat says, this is bizarro crawl space. We are way too positive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dude, we're riding a wave of positivity called. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm I also know. a little turned off by um. And then we do, and then we're gonna go now stealing to go. the accelerator. Yeah. You didn't, now we're like gonna go to Jr. Now, as, as speaking of positive, you know, now after all this positive, why not let, let let Ashley finish what she was saying? Oh, okay. I thought she was actually making, actually making a point. Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was a little put off by Peter just being okay with stealing the accelerator. We have this whole focus on him being the more responsible side of himself, mm-hmm. but we never. And, you know, he, he realizes he has to steal the accelerator in order to make this work and kind of for the greater good. Otherwise, he's going to die and Spider-Man's going to run amok and do who knows what before he dies, too. Yeah. So there's definitely um, a rational impetus for him to do that. But we don't see him any kind of internal conflict over, oh, my God, I'm having to steal this thing. And then he later destroys it. Um, oh, it'll get better. Yeah, it was fine, but just the, the lack of conscience was yeah. um, felt a little offbeat. It, I, I had the same feeling in uh, Spider-Man Two, which is my favorite Spider-Man movie with Doc Ock, where mm-hmm. a guy's getting beat up in the back alley and just walks by. Like that—that mm-hmm. that just rubs me wrong for the character. Yeah, I, so. I'm not saying it's anything bad by any means. Yeah. It was just little inconsistencies. I'm at a point where I can nitpick now, so these are good yeah. things. I, so. I think, and, and because I mean, you, you know me. I mean, like over the last ten years, I mean, <laughs> I I have nitpicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I think it's stuff like in here, like with the Peter and Mary Jane scenes, mm-hmm. you know, that make me like not give a damn anymore. I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I, uh, I, I'm not even noticing like little things yeah. that maybe I, I would have noticed if, oh, I don't know. The writing was terrible. Um, <laughs> so I, I think maybe there's an element of that to it. Maybe I'm, I'm just not nitpicky anymore just because I'm happy of yeah. seeing Peter and Mary Jane together again. And maybe I'm just mm-hmm. thankful for it. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it through, uh, through like a positivity bias now. And, and yeah. plus the, the book is just fun to read. It like is fun to read. It is fun to read. Fun. It just is. I mean, like if, if the answer to fixing Spider-Man, uh, after 10 years of complete crap, uh, is to uh, is is to basically give us a superior foes flavored ASM that I, so be it. <laughs> yep. My God, let's do this. I'm I'm on board. I'm I'm down. I'm what are you gonna say, down. Mark? Um, I, here's what I, I think. Dan Slott wrote a very serious Spider-Man story, and so he was very very particular with his details and such. And when they were off, it was a big part of the story. It, it really affected things. But Spencer's writing this is a lot more loose. It's a lot more fun. And so if there's a detail or two that's off, it's easy to forgive because that's the way mm-hmm. it's being written. I think it's I think it's fair to take that into account when you're when you're criticizing uh, one writer over the other. Yeah. 
Let's move on. Oh, hang on. I, uh, uh, I, I, got a, I got an emergency message here from uh, from uh, a crawl spacer named Neil Bogenreiter. Okay. What's up, Neil? Uh, hey, George, George, happy and positive about ASM. What fresh hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> the Senta Demon just came out from it. Yeah. Yep. I, oh. I, I wanted to say a few things first before we move yeah, on. Yeah, JR's got some issues. I mean, uh, you know, I've got plenty of issues. They're all um, in long boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, th- I, you know, I, I kind of thought this was just a dumb story. Uh, to be honest, um, I, if if we were to split Peter Parker and Spider Man, I, I I didn't see I, I you know and, and try to distinguish the two of them. I don't see the Spider Man part being a complete moron. And when he was uh, when he said, "Why do you keep referring to some guy who's br- named after a brand of rice?" That joke just kind of seemed off a little bit off. That even Spider Man in his dumbest wouldn't say something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to take issue, you know, I, I know, you know, since I, I want to take issue a little bit with something Ashley said, and, and normally I like Ashley, uh, even though she's getting, <laughs> <laughs> she just got married. What you I know, this is, this is JR's way of telling Ashley that they're done professionally. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's oh. just, she got married. She threw her life away now. She was so young oh. and she had, she had so much to offer, you know? Um, but no, I mean, you, you know, talking about Peter, you know, Manny now, up, you know, and talking to Mary Jane. How about he man up and talk to Aunt May? I mean, he certainly yeah. didn't do that in issue number one or number two. So it's like and, until he does that, you know, he's he's not manning up. That was that that scene in it with where he's not. I mean, come on, the woman nearly was murdered because of you, and you mm-hmm. don't have the got the blank balls to tell her the truth J- about yourself, J- um, Jr. What? I want you to go buy a PlayStation Four. And play it. All right. I've already watched. I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything. Go play it and come back. Watch the entire story on YouTube. You watched the whole story too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I already watched the story on YouTube. Good grief. All right. How do you know the anyway? How do you know the old broad doesn't already know? But that's not the point. The point okay. old broad, the, old, the old broad should know. The problem is the boy needs to grow up and be a man, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not done. He's not done that. Um, anyway, Craven's a bore. God, I wish that guy had stayed dead. What, you know, um, JR's willing to go buy him a shotgun, aren't you? Uh, uh, yeah, so I blow his head off again. Um, Gosh. You know, and I was wondering, I mean, uh, Dark, Dark Mark made the, the point that, you know, if a guy can't lift Aunt May's groceries, how can he uh, lift that uh, genome accelerator? Well, how can he fire his web shooters? Because his web shooters are the oh, only, yeah. you know, so how can he fire his web shooters? Hmm. Um, and and, 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 and I, I, was, uh, I was about to say that, you know, like everybody's is kind of smart assy in this story. I mean, you know, you talk about, you talk about the villains being the comic relief, but this is Spider-Man. Spider-Man's the comic relief. He's funny um, too. But I, yeah. but I was reading, I was now see, I was trying now Enigma. I was trying to avoid using profanity. Okay. You know, I mean, because I know Brad doesn't like it when I use profanity and I he doesn't write and he try to keep a PG 13 show. And, he, and so, and so blame Brad and he doesn't like it when I go off on TSA agents because he, he eliminated, he censored that entire uh, bit of mine. But anyway, did, did I? when yes, was this? Did. Wow. 
that was another that was another point. I did a whole thing on TSA agents, but uh, wait, wait, anyway. did Brad ever cut anything out? Of, oh no, 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 no. He's, there's been a number of times where the, you mean I edit and you guys noticed what? <laughs> oh, I, I noticed. I noticed when you edit me, but the, but I've always said, well, you know, hell, you pay the bills, you can do whatever you want. But anyway, back to Spider. <laughs> Well, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, it's kind of like you know, freedom. Freedom of speech ends with Brad's pocketbook. Um, <laughs> you know, so so it, 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 I think it's amusing, but stuff. But anyway, getting sure. back to hold on, back hold to on, Spider Man. There you go. Yeah. Um, There's nothing in it, Jr. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when we get married. You know, and <laughs> right, we come back. Both, to our, our, what do we do? Our, 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 when we get married, both our soul and our money disappear. Oh my uh, gosh. It's, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, Grant Alford uh, made a good point here that I think we should bring up while we're while we're discussing this. That, that, that wife cut you again? Um, no, 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 no. He it, it, he didn't say yeah. no, no, no. It wasn't nice about me, but he does make a good point. Uh, and this is based off, uh, or this is, I guess, in reference to whatever Jr. said. And and I'm I'm glad to see a cogent thought coming from Grant Alford, given his obvious. Uh, you know, the setbacks of his genetic lineage, you know, <laughs> uh, but no, he says, I wouldn't really say it was Spider-Man and his dumbest, more like Spider-Man at his most arrogant. And I agree with that. Ooh, I that's, do too. That I is a very good point. He doesn't have any responsibility. There's a little oh, bit of a oh, wrestler oh. Spider-Man in there. Yeah, absolutely. Wrestle, the wrestling era Spider-Man. I yep. could uh, yes. want to make, make some money. Yep. I, I say yep. we tackle that one thoroughly. Um, Time for George to get on the couch with Mary Jane and Peter and Boomerang. It issues number six, uh, number 807, 807 in the legacy. Go ahead, yeah, this George. one's titled The Cock Block, part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, trivial right? Pursuit. Uh, <laughs> Nick Spencer, Humberto Ramos, and a surprise guest penciler uh, for a section of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it starts off with uh, Taskmaster and uh, and Black Ant capturing Vulture uh, in, a, in a pretty uh, pretty entertaining scene. Yeah. We segue to uh, Peter and Mary Jane about to make out, but then, uh, you know, good our, our, our new bestest pal uh, Fred comes in and kind of uh, screws up that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a quick brief recap over, you know, stuff that, oh, a lot of you like me didn't even bother to read about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the, uh, you know, Captain America Nazi Empire stuff. stuff yeah, yeah. And, and and how, you know, Kingpin's the mayor now and all that. We get a, a really quick kind of recap about that. Um, but then uh, we see we see Fred sneak away and go back and visit uh, and, and we have uh, Spidey follow him. Uh, but he goes back to his old his old lair. Well, not his old lair, but he goes back and, and hangs out with uh, the superior foes. And and a sequence of pages that uh, that uh, Steve Lieber obviously it, he was. I don't think he was ever in the credits. No, he was listed. They, they credited him in the back. In the back. Okay. Okay. It was a nice surprise. By it was a nice surprise. I really I really enjoyed it. And it was a funny little scene. Uh, and then you know there, there's. After that, uh, Peter and Boomerang wind up going to the bar with no name, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. and it, it's it's literally Boomerang and Peter, not Spider Peter, yeah, uh, showing up and and a bar full of supervillains, you know. And there's a little uh, kind of a kind of a a neat little look about how it maybe it started. It's you know it's conjecture or whatever, but yeah. you know, and, and talking about a little bit. I, I like the fact that you know they made a reference to the fact that Scourge killed so many people there back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then and I said this on the Discord uh, when this issue came out. I was like, this this almost cements oh, for me yeah. that Spencer has listened to the podcast because they basically yeah. do Spider Jeopardy. They do yep. Spider Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. I thought the exact same thing. They basically do Spider Jeopardy, and the first the answer to the first question is uh, is Fire Lord. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you already know what I'm giving this this issue. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. is this more I, I evidence that, that uh, they're uh, listening to the podcast. I oh. I love that the answer is the game show host too. That is so funny, yeah. Yeah. so funny. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. So of course, Peter Parker completely just takes it to the hole and dominates on yeah. Spider Trivia. Yeah. Uh, to the point that he makes the living brain blow up, <laughs> the brain, like a supercomputer for anything. Spider-Man. I love that, and yeah. he makes this damn thing overload. And I mean, you got so many cool villains here: White Rabbits here, yeah, uh, Spots there. Um, the answer, I like the answer is the one kind of him seeing the whole. Thing. I absolutely yeah. love the. Answer. Oh my god! So it's just it's a funny scene. Light knockoff living brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The Chinese knockoff. Because <laughs> it's not the living. It's living brain two point Who's the basically. girl with the sunglasses? I don't know who that is. That's the new trapster or the new yeah. paste pot Pete. Okay. Or, paste pot yeah. Pete. The brothers Grimm are there. Brad, remember we we covered yeah. them in the web. Is that Tiger Shark or not Tiger Shark? Uh, Killer Shriek. I'm sorry. Killer Shrike. Killer Shrike. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And uh, and so then uh, Kingpin finds out that. Um, that boomerangs at this bar and he sends basically everybody in the bar like a text message with an offer yeah uh to basically to do something because you see all the villains suddenly looking at uh at boomerang and pete who are like suddenly best pals yeah mm-hmm. and they're looking at them real sinister and uh and that's when we call it an issue what, who's, um, the, who's to do with the horns oh that's um is i that looked up God? No, 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 that's, no 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 is no, that no. taurus from the zodiac no that's Manbull. 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 Okay. Manbull. That was Manbull. Yeah. Manbull. Yeah, Manbull. Yeah, Manbull. Tell me a little bit about Manbull. I'm not sure I remember Manbull. And I thought Man Bat was a stupid character. Who is <laughs> Mike, who is Manbull? I don't know who Manbull is. <laughs> oh, let's see. Manbull is, hold on, let me look him up for a second here. Uh, Manbull, let's see, he's a supervillain, obviously. First appeared in Daredevil. Uh, seventy-eight to seventy-nine. So he's oh. actually a daredevil villain. He's old. Um, old he villain. Super strength, super strength, agility, endurance. Um, and he's got so so basically, uh, yeah. So it's um, so yeah. He's um, he's also was um. So oh my gosh, there's a bunch of stuff in here, but yeah. So he's a so which kind of so yeah. So apparently he was one of those. He's kind of like a stilt man, I guess. When in terms of like <laughs> George, your grade, sir. My grade is an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Our, what universe are we on <laughs> I, I know mean, right I just love it okay around the horn <laughs> Ashley grade hey alright uh, Dark Mark A plus Mike I was going to give this an A minus because of Ramos and the appearance of Shelectro um, but I'm going to give this an A <laughs> JR Electro is growing on me by the way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. JR. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I gave it a B minus. B minus. Wow, even JR semi liked it. <laughs> this is so strange. Okay. A plus out of me. Top probably top 10 issue for me in the last 15 years. 
Mm. mainly for the spider jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I read that and Peter Parker's yelling out Dexter Bennett, star Lord, uh, I oh, professor, <laughs> professor, what's her name with the Erskine papers. Yeah. And, uh, and also the, uh, who, who did the spider mobile. I'm like, this is continuity porn done. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is epic. I just loved it. Okay, pros. I just listed some. George, what's some of yours? Oh, uh, Peter and Mary Jane on the couch until Fred <laughs> breaks that up. Uh, <laughs> superior foes. Oh, my God, the superior foes. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, the superior foes. Uh, Randy, even Randy's cool. And, the, and like the one scene he's in, I mean, like, you know, great. It, it, here's a thing that actually worked back from the Mackie days, like when they tried to kill Mary Jane off. Yeah, Randy uh, is a roommate. Randy was a good roommate. Of course, yeah, he'd yeah. been Peter's roommate before then. Wait, wait a minute! Didn't he try? Didn't he want Peter to sell all of Mary Jane's stuff that was in storage or Not whatever? To make they wanted they. It wasn't just him though; it was everybody that that was doing that intervention, trying to get him to move on. And he wasn't yeah, ready. So he kept the box. It wasn't just that. Wasn't just Randy though. That was like everybody. Mm-hmm. So don't don't you can't really just pin all that on. Also, Randy, Neil says the Willow Wisp mention. I like yeah. that too. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just it's just a fun issue. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I'm just I, again. I'm not. I'm not used to saying things like that. I've, I've gone through ten years. Where have yeah, you ever where, given an issue an A plus, George? Uh, ever. Yeah, I think I gave an A plus to the like to, the, a, to the first one. No, no, no. To the first. Uh, I think I gave one to ASM number one. Oh, okay. That Spencer did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think wow. I gave that one an A plus. That's fine. Yeah. Other pros. What do we like, guys, gals? I like okay. the art. I like the Ramos art. Now I do. Now I will say this: I do have issues with the Ramos art because some. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great when it's in when it looks like it has movement, but rather than when they're kind of still. But I think this was. I believe it might have been. I'm not sure if it might have been Neil who pointed this out in the Discord thing. This is something else I noticed. Notice what the col- notice the colors that Peter is wearing when he is quote unquote the liar. They're purple and green. They're basically classic villain colors, which I oh. thought that was that was like a nice little touch. That's pretty good. That's the yeah. classic Ditko villains. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yeah. I got I, the whole bar with no name scene is just gr- absolutely uh, fantastic. Absolutely incredible scene. And I also like. I mean, in in a case of also because I mean, um, reading this issue and seeing the original artist, seeing Steve Liber back for uh, doing the Superior Foe section. I mean, this is probably the closest. I mean, between this one and the next issue. This is the closest thing we're probably going to ever get to having like a, a follow up to the Superior Foes of Spider Man, um, which I'm all, which I think great because this and in a way, and even though um, I think Boomerang kind of hijacked the book in terms of being like the protagonist, while Peter Parker's basically Peter Parker is basically the Nick Carraway to uh, Boomerang's uh, Jay Gatsby in this. Um, I think it works. I I enjoyed it. I got a kick out yeah. of it, and. Um, I like the camaraderie. I kind of like the building of kind of the building camaraderie that they're sort of having between these two. I mean, yeah. a little bit. I thought it was, yeah, it was absolutely fun. Other than pro- Gatsby res- reference deliberately because of Toby Maguire. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. You know, that's Six actually degrees of Spider-Man again. Spider-Man, Gatsby, yep. and Toby Maguire. Yep. Yep. Uh, JR pros. What'd you think, sir? Uh, you know, one of the um, problems I had with um, the last story arc, I think was for me, 
kind of was fixed in this one. I thought the humor, it was like Spencer was trying to kind of, he, he knew what he want, what kind of spirit he wanted to bring to the book, but he was trying too hard in a way, you know, kind of like a sign carrying a sign that said, okay, I'm not slot. Um, this, this, I just felt worked better. I mean, I, and, and he gave us a completely new, a new, a new situation. Peter Parker going to the bar with no name yeah. and, and the whole, I mean, because really super villains are, are pretty absurd. I mean, they are, they're just, they're mm-hmm. absurd. Um, and, and, and the bar with, I mean, the way it was handled, it, it relished in that absurdity, you know, but, but it felt, I, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time describing it, but, but it, it felt right. The humor felt right. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like everybody's trying to be funny or whatever. And, you know, it, it, it really did work for me. It was, it was, a, it was a fun issue. I um, would love to see a television show like Cheers set in the bar with of villains. Oh, yes. Oh, Can yeah. Can you imagine? That, yes. would that would be such a fun show. Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix ought to do like a six to eight. I, I think it's one of those ideas that has a limited, you know, yeah. but, but I think it a good fun. It could be yeah, fun. a good, eight, a good eight show miniseries on Netflix or whatever. Probably yeah. be hysterical. That oh, yeah. Great. And may, maybe uh, cast Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> what is he like a hundred, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> he could own the bar. This is what happened to Cheers. Well, no, you would, you would cast you would cast people who've played in superhero movies. And, oh no, and, like you know, McGuire could be the bartender. Bar- bartender, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Well, Ted Danson plays a demon now in The Good Place, so uh, that's right. He- he could work in as our synth demon. We could just work him yeah, in that way. There you go. Other pros before we get to cons. What else we got? I had one. Um, had. This is something actually outside of the the bar and the trivia scene. <laughs> I really like the short moments he's taking at the beginning and end. Well, mostly um, in some places the end. We didn't really get it in this arc. But to set up the larger story, like when we see Black Ant and Taskmaster taking out Vulture, and it looks like you know they're rounding up some of them. Um, Spider-Man's villain roster. And then with the previous arc where they're setting up Craven. And it just even though the bigger picture right now has nothing to do with what's going on on Peter Parker's actual level, um, we still get a sense of what's going on in the bigger picture, but without taking away from Peter's story. So mm-hmm. it is something I kind of like had to sit with a little bit at first. I was worried, like, you know, we're spending some time here on stuff that's not really important right now but with comics you do need to set up the you know there is a lot of setup that needs to happen so i'm glad to see that he's kind of found a way to manage that pacing Mm -hmm. to for the payoff later one thing i uh, uh, an amazing spider-man writer that did that quite eloquently i think is jerry conway Mm -hmm. he made you set up the long game and talk about caring what happens in the future and then also caring what's happening in the current Stern yeah. was good at that. DeFalco yes, at Stern, that. Yeah. Stern, Conway, uh, both very good. And Spencer is showing that I care about the future Craven story. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this were slot, it would have been like a good like five or six pages spent on it instead of <laughs> two. Yeah. And yeah. then it would suddenly all blow up and happen in the next two issues. And so it would it, just happen all so fast. The same scenes would have been written in a way that, that seemed like it was trying too hard. It'd be yeah. completely rushed yeah. as well. Yeah. There'd be no time to process anything. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the con. I got I got a couple of pros there. We okay. Have Go ahead, Mark. I mean, I, of course, I always, I love every scene in the in the bar with a name, but I I like the uh, reference to the uh, the book Webs. 
that uh, yeah. Spider-Man put out. Or he Peter would, Parker put out. Yeah, he said this guy wrote a novel or wrote a uh, photo book. Mm-hmm. And I love the history of the uh, bar with no name. It's given this like prestigious, oh, yeah. you know, history of all these yeah. great villains, and then we end with these bunch of losers now. You know, was it was it Craven in the past? It looked like Craven, yeah, like Craven and Norman and Black Cat kind yeah. of. Oh yeah, it yeah. was like yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have like all the the all the top tier villains. Yeah. Like they think maybe it's for by these guys, but then they have Thanos is in there. Yeah, oh yeah, Thanos. Thanos is in there. Thanos needs a drink, you know. Yeah, basically introducing when, Death to like his new it, girlfriend. It, it was you know, when Thanos snaps his finger to the bartender, he runs. You know, <laughs> I, I, expect, I expected, uh, and I, I say this because I know Neil isn't here, but I expected, uh, you know, Thanos to look at Death and say, "You should try the breadsticks here." <laughs> <laughs> you know? They're great. Uh, uh, they're ma- they're made of pure clones. Uh, <laughs> cons. Uh, Jr. had the lowest grade. What w- what was your B minus about Jr.? Well, first of all, I very very rarely give A's. I mean, to be honest. Um, also, uh, it was uh, you know after uh, you know three issues of what I thought was fairly decent art. We're going back. We're getting Ramos again, and I I'm sorry. I, like I just it's, it's better. You know, it's better. Certainly better than when he first started. But I just I just don't like this art. I just really mm-hmm. don't. Um, uh, and and to me it it just doesn't always it does Ramos Ramos's art just doesn't feel like real Spider Man to me it just it just doesn't but uh, mm-hmm. uh, so that that's part of it um, it really that that probably is probably is the the, the primary part of it um, it's why it, why it got like a B minus instead of a solid B or a B plus I, I'm the complete opposite of that Jr I like the art and I also like the trick that Ramos is doing when he does a flashback he takes the colors away. A mm-hmm. bit, you can tell it's a f- flashback. I like that yeah. little trick. Uh, yeah, I, I like the remote art here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, at other George, George, any cons out of you? You had an A plus. There's not much. To, He's still shaking his head. No, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Our, our audio listeners, George has nothing to say negative about this book. I'm so over the moon with this book. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I mean, I just damn. It's getting harder for me to say this is awesome. Jared. Oh, yeah. Does Jared doesn't care for the art? Any other cons? Um, I kind of could go with Jr. on that. I mean, I mean, I, like I said, I think Ramos is great in terms of like when he's showing action scenes. Like you really get a sense of movement from his stuff, and when you and you and he draws draw your attention. You know, no, no pun intended. I just think in terms of like in terms of when he sometimes when he shows like you know people standing still. It's very irregular. I know it's not like it's not it's not supposed to be kind of it's not supposed to be like a realistic style, but sometimes it kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, especially that the one scene, then the beginning scene where they're evolving, the, when they're when the vulture is chasing down that one guy, and at first you see he's got these like really itty bitty arms as he's driving the veal, and then another couple few panels later is that like gangly and stuff. I think um, not, th- but again, I mean, I know some people. I know Ramos can be an acquired taste. And art is in the eye of the beholder and stuff like that. I just, it's just more like a kind of a slight, you know, you know, nit, you know, nitpicky thing I got with him and, and stuff. I mean, back to the pros, uh, I thought that opening scene with the vulture, kind of like what George said, I really mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. And that's an interesting right. way to grab your attention off the top. And I will say that I did will say that that was another thing I liked the barbecue saying gag. 
Yeah, the bar- the, it's, I like when Black Ant said, oh, it's not barbecue sauce. It's just another symbiote on him. I thought that yeah. was hysterical. That's great. Yeah, I, I laughed hysterical. at that part, too. Yeah. Loved it. Um, Any other cons? Not a single one. All right. Mm. Let's move on to number seven, Mike. You've got number seven. Okay. This is, again, part two of a, of a um, what, what was it? A, um, a Trivial Pursuit, uh, written by uh, Nick Spencer and illustrated by Humberto Ramos. Um, and so we open up at first back in the bar with no name when all the villains are essentially trying to gain up on Peter and Fred. What because is that? Having got- a kangaroo-looking guy. The That's the kangaroo. kangaroo. Okay. <laughs> That's the kangaroo, Brad. Yeah, they're all trying to get it, gain up on, a, on on him and stuff. And I, oh, by the way, I love the fact that Eight Ball is armed with a cube <laughs> stick. I got a pool stick. <laughs> yeah, with a pool stick. I thought it was great. Uh, um, you got Mirage back there too, don't you? Yeah, you got yeah, a whole bunch of folks. That's funny. Hey, that that cube spot, stick though, is super powerful. Yeah. I am disappointed in the spot because he could literally do, like, appear right, right right in front of them where they're by that table instead of like, you know, what he's yeah. doing. But oh, well, but no, but they're kind of like closing in and they're shooting of stuff like this because, um, you know, they got the order from the kingpin. And so finally, um, you know, Boomerang or Fred, he takes out one of his sonic boomerangs and he distracts him. And then he's like, and he says, OK, come on, Pete. He's like, we got to we got to fight our way out of this. And he hands and he grabs one of the villains like guns and gives it to peter and like tells him to start shooting the bad guys and he and peter's like well what am i supposed to do with this it's just, it's just like call of duty you know he's like, <laughs> call of duty liberia like, <laughs> i laughed my goofy oh, yeah. ass off. That was i did thought th- i thought oh, that was my god it's just like call of duty liberia says but you never let me pay he says well that's because this is war pete and you're just too you're just too you're just too sweet and innocent <laughs> i'm like and of course, Peter. Of course, he he knows how to work this thing. He sets it to stun and starts blasting away. And and while this is all going on, the kingpin is just watching this apparently on, on security feed. And he says, "Oh, he says he's enjoying every minute of this." And and then one of his can one of his aides goes, "Well, I don't get it, sir, because this is the bar with no name. You you've 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 somehow you convinced him to violate their code of like no powers, no weapons, and no fights in this. What did you do?" He says, "And I'm going to paraphrase here. He says, well." Basically, everyone deep down craves something that they secretly want. You know, the rich want to live a comfortable, you know, they want to live in comfort. The famous want to be left alone. The strong fantasized by the weak and the lawbreakers, they want to make the laws. Um, you know, big, giant, you know, stocky guys like me with bald heads want to be like, uh, you know, Brad Pitt in The Legends of the Fall with long flowing hair and muscular. But, and since, um, but um, so what he essentially did was he offered not he essentially offered the villains whoever kills boomerang gets the job of the police commissioner of police hmm. and so and so he says oh as soon as that's happened i'm going to announce it i'm going to say that the police commissioner is retired and he's going to basically you know point one of them and he goes off to the press and he's going about oh, it's time to kiss some babies i was really he, uh, i was really rooting for white rabbit on that <laughs> oh yeah, meet your new police. Who's going to be the new? Who will be the police? But who will be the police commissioner? Commissioner uh, White Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, oh, you, good, you can good, see good. him at a press conference. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Or <laughs> she's late. Right? Yeah. yeah. So back at the bar with no name, they're still going. It's still you know things are looking pretty bad because Peter is you know he's busy trying not to use his powers for obvious reasons, and of course they're being completely overwhelmed and his spider sense is like going crazy because there's danger all around him. And one of the villains, I think it's Scorcher. Yeah. Uh, from Untold Tales. 
Yeah, he tries to shoot him with a flamethrower, and that's when Boomer Fred does something very uncharacteristic for him, yeah. is he leaps in the way of it and gets actually gets singed. And it's like, oh gosh, this is going to... And so Peter decides to, okay, hey, take the opportunity of like, oh, I'm the... Wait, that's it. They think I'm the liar, so I'm going to bluff my way out of this. And so he announces this big old spiel like, I'm going to, you know, sabotage all your weapons, you know, Alakazam, and everyone's like looking around, like, "Oh my gosh, can he really do this?" They're like, "What? What, what are we going to do?" And they're like, you know. And then finally, the White Rabbit. I love that it's her. I love that it's her. Proving the point different. that she should be police commissioner. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, you know, hey, wait a second, this is a bluff and everything like this. And finally, says Fred says, "Yeah, you're right." He says, "But this ain't." And he brings out his bomberine, and he takes Pete, and they jump out the window, and the whole bar with no main blows up. But I'm sure all the villains will miraculously survive because comics. But, um, but yeah, the bar with no name is gone. So, sniff again. Um, yeah, okay, right. Be, it's, um, it's like uh, Xavier's mansion. It'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there. So Peter and Boomerang are talking on the dumpster and everything like this. And he's like, and you know, he says, you know, eventually there, you know, and. He's like, you know, are you, you know, Peter's like, well, why'd you do that? He says, oh, well, you know, he says, I got it. I got to get you to, you know, I want to show you that I got to get you to trust me somehow and everything. Because I show you that I'm not really a crook. And Peter's like, but you are a crook. You're still wearing your super villain costume, everything like this and stuff. And besides, my good friend Spider-Man followed you to the warehouse and saw you were planning things with your old crew. And he says, you know, with the, you know, with the Sinister Six and everything like this, you know, and then there was, I know there's a line here where he basically, where Fred says that, you know, first of all, you know, contrary to popular belief, the Sinister Six is, you know, is copper, you know, you know, Dr. Octopus does not, you know, did not go down to the patent office to copyright that or whatever it is. Yeah, and so, fine. so we get to, so after, so Fred said, besides, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, Pete, what was really going on. So we go back to, we get a return of, 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 of Steve Lieber back at another Superior's Foe Saints, and we see them back, you know, they're finishing their poker game and stuff, and, um, you know, everyone's accusing Speed Demon of cheating, and, um, and so essentially they're, you know, they're in, and then Fred's like, okay, I guess we're going to have one last hand and everything. And then they start going to start breaking out into a song, you know, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk. <laughs> and then there's an error message. Now it took me a while to figure out exactly. I meant it took me a while to figure out what it was going on. Cause it didn't really sink in. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he would Fred takes out his cell phone and starts calling the tinker. And it turns out that these weren't the real superior foes. Yep. These were because Fred has backstabbed them and betrayed them and tried to kill them so many times. They want nothing to do with him. So Fred out of sheer loneliness hired the tinker to build life model decoys of this, of his old crew. And they, which can do everything they can except sing license song. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so sad. sad. It's so that sad. Is sad. It's and sad. It, it is. I also it, think it's a lie, but it's also sad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We don't know if he's lying or not. Yeah, but it's lying. It's, 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 it's probably he probably is lying because anyone who's read Secure Post knows that Fred, anything Fred says, a huge liar. He's a huge liar. Yeah, but. But yeah, it's but I love the scene anyway because there's a nice, the nice little silent panels where he's sitting down, and he's like crying on his feet, demon's shoulder. It's like, oh, I have no friends anymore. And then he sees the cards. He's like, oh, he really was cheating. 
and tosses them away. And then, and Peter, when he's listening to the story, he's like, oh, I, I had no idea, Fred. He's like, so, so, and Fred's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I, I totally deserve it. I, 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 you know, I don't even know why I was doing this half of the stuff I did portray him anymore, but it's okay. I didn't. And then Peter's like, okay, you know what? I'm probably going to read this, regret this, but Randy and I, we go to open mic night and, you know, we sometimes go every Sunday. You're welcome to come along. And Fred's like, really? It's like, yeah, yeah. So, so they kind of became, you know, kind of be friends and Peter and Peter's thinking, yeah. And Peter's thinking, you know what? All of all the times that, I've messed screwed up and disappointed people. People were, you know, like Mary, you know, Mary Jane and Aunt May and every, and he's got the, you know, Connor's there and everything floating heads of guilt stuff. And he's thinking, I've disappointed them so many times, but they were willing to give me second chances. So I should be willing to do the same. Oh, and, man. and it's a very, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it ends on the, and here's the thing. If the comic had ended at that moment, I would have given this, an A plus, but then we go to this kingpin scene. I have it, and I have a little qualms with this. I'm sure Ashley will too, because we go back to the kingpin, and he's like really upset about how the fact that his, that his hire that these that these C and D list villains fail to get get rid of Booming Rain. Imagine that. Um, so then he's like, you know, he's you know, pouting, and then we hear the voice, and kingpin gets scared. And but this centipede demon guy, whoever he is, um, he shows up and he kills you know, Kingpin's two like you know, you know subordinate you know camping staff people with his centipedes, and he's like, and they're getting to talking. And apparently, Kingpin knows who this guy is, and it's kind of implied that whoever this centipede guy is, that he kind of helped make Kingpin who he is. Mm. Which I'm like. And also, he essentially tells Kingpin, look, you, I don't care what you do to Frisbee Man or Boomerang or whatever his name is, but his roommate is off limits. Yeah. And Kingpin's like, what's going on? He says, oh, no, 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 you, you, you will listen to me. And, and Kingpin's like mad. He's like, no, you'll, hey, you know, you, know you're, you did all this stuff for me, but you didn't do the one thing I asked you to. And then and the centipede guy says, oh, you mean Vanessa? He shows him Vanessa and everything. And, and he's, uh, you know... And then he says, oh, there, and the centipede, like, you know, rubs it in his face about how the fact is, yeah, that, you know, that's right. You weren't there when Vanessa died. And he's, oh, but, you know, yeah, but I, and I, but I, here's the thing. I promised you all this stuff that you were like power and all this stuff, but I never, he says, but, you know, I don't do that kind of thing, like giving people what they really want. That's not my thing. And it's besides, but there is something you can do for me. And this is where <laughs> I have to cringe a little bit because. This is where the kingpin bends the knee to this guy. You hate, you hate it, huh? Oh, here's the thing. I am acceptable of a lot of comic tropes, but I do not accept trying to make you know these new, supposedly new guys, yeah. you know, show up the established character, especially somebody like the kingpin. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Just like Jonathan Hickman had Doctor Doom bowed as some to his quote unquote mentor, um, kingpin shouldn't be bowing to anybody. I mean, now granted, yeah. with you know. Now, granted, I've got theories about who this guy is, about who this centipede guy is, but even so. So, sadly, I can't give this an A. I have to give this a B plus for that reason. Okay. So, let's go uh, around the horn. Mark, what's your grade? A plus. A plus. JR. With no name, you know it's going to be A plus. <laughs> JR. Uh, gave it a B. 
George. Oh, A plus. Ashley. B plus. Straight B for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, pros. Um, first of all, I just really liked the whole um, dynamic that Peter and and, uh, and Fred have in this issue. Um, it's kind of like one of those really. It's, I mean, especially and it does definitely reinforces the idea that just as Peter is kind of the everyman superhero, that Fred is like the everyman villain. Yeah, and I like yeah good comparison. Yeah, and I like how that the fact that this that they kind of like they kind of see this you know they kind of reach the similarities and everything like this. I love the fact that the way that the whole um, how they kind of like bond over the fact that they were trying to fight back all these like all these bad villains and everything, and and how it's just like um, and I like the again a lot of the action thing, and I absolutely loved that superior foe scene. Even though yes, as George says, it's probably a complete bullcrap what Brent is saying we, we we probably in fact it's probably 99.9 percent certainty that it probably is it's still an effective scene it's still probably it's still it's just kind of ca- it makes you it is Fred. it is it's like one of the it's it's probably it, it to me that encapsulates what superior foes was all about because they, we had scenes like that when mm-hmm. they, when that series was going and where where you have this like really kind of off the wall like twist involved that you're thinking about well but that kind of still makes sense, but it kind of has both that, you know, that comedy and, you know, pathos at once, which is, which was really good. I mean, this it, is essentially, again, this is like a great, I mean, this is kind of like, again, this feels like a superior foes issue and which is not a bad thing. Just great. George and I have talked about this in the past in the eighties. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite things was the Sandman turning yeah. from villain to hero. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked, I don't think that's really been explored since Sandman. Has mm-hmm. it? Well, if you count Doctor Octopus, which is kind uh, of a yeah, I but yeah, I I, I I don't think it's I don't think this is going that far. I don't think Boomerang's a good guy. No, yeah. I just I just think on some level, Boomerang and Peter are or Fred and Peter are are friends now. He's yeah. getting he's getting better. He sacrificed himself. Uh, he's he's Fred, dude. He's yeah. <laughs> Fred, this is the best way you can Fred, kind of describe yeah. the best way you can describe Fred after this. I mean, he might be an anti-hero at this point, or he might be an anti-villain. He's a villain. He's yeah. an okay anti, but yeah, he's a villain. He is. He's, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, like he can say he's reformed all he wants to, but dude, we we know he's not. He's Fred. Yeah, yeah. Fred. Yeah. You yeah. can't trust a word this guy said. You can still be a villain and jump in front of a of a of a you know weapon blast for a oh, buddy. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. I think what's yeah. important here is that it's not it's showing it's not entirely black and white. We want to mm-hmm. have yeah. gray. Oh, that, yep. Yeah, it's very gray. I I agree. Mm-hmm. Felicia is a villain guy. Mm-hmm. She is. I mean, we can try to call her an antihero, but she steals shit left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ashley, what do you think of that? <laughs> I wouldn't call her a villain. Criminal, yes. Villain depends because that just depends on her function in the story. Yeah. She's villain. She's criminal. <laughs> she steals jewels. Breaking the law doesn't make you a villain. It makes you a criminal. A villain is a bit of a different construct. Mm. I, I agree with mm. Ashley on that. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm being technical. Other <laughs> uh, uh, pros out of the book. Anyone? I no, I, I I loved everything about this damn thing. I loved I loved the artwork. I I didn't have a problem with Kingpin. Uh, bound this guy is obviously no. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Here's the thing: if it if it was like somebody like 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 uh, Hammerhead or somebody like yeah, then I'd be like okay, yeah, no, I don't see that. But I mean, this guy's really. We've already seen this guy kill Mendelstrom. Kill Mendelstrom. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, I, I think the Kingpin, whoever this dude is, know he's, he's powerful enough and he can back up what he says and he can destroy him. You know, he gave him all the stuff he could take away from him. I, I, I've never liked the Kingpin being the mayor to begin with. Mm. Uh, so I, I liked knowing that it was kind of, you know, that it was kind of set up and it wasn't just a, you know, like, a, oh, hey, Lex Luthor's president kind of a thing now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it from that angle, but yeah, I mean, like this guy's clearly, I mean, he's got like these giant ass killer scorpions. How many times is Jr. our own Jr. Fettinger on, on this, on this very, uh, on this very podcast, uh, keep telling us that, that every fight, uh, Peter and Kingpin have, it ought to just be like, you know, just fist getting the shit kicked out of him. This dude has giant ass demon centipedes. What's the, (laughs) what's the Kingpin supposed to do? Start fighting demon centipedes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, uh, one of my pros really was to see the kingpin kind of humbled uh, because mm. I, I think one of my problems, I mean, I, one of my problems with the kingpin and one reason why I find the kingpin so boring is that it's like he always winds up on top. He always comes up smelling like a rose. He's and and like he's not afraid of Spider-Man. He should be afraid of Spider-Man. I mean, maybe he won't tell Spider-Man, I'm afraid of you. But it's like, wait a minute, this Spider-Man beat you to within an inch of your life. And you're still <laughs> playing all these games with him. And you're still, it's like the relate, it's like your relationship is entirely the same. No, you're only alive because he chose not to kill you. Uh, and it's like. And even though like Norman, for example, gets away with too much, but Norman's crazy and Norman's like it, you, 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 you see that, you know, that Norman's going to F, F something up. That just kind of the mm-hmm. way he is. Kingpin just keeps, keeps coming up smelling like a rose too much. And this mayor of New York thing is, is a bit too much for me, but, but I, I actually kind of liked it to show that. Yes, he is. He, it made him more realistic to me. Yes. He's afraid of something. Yes. He might've gotten in over his head. Yes. Maybe he didn't figure out all the angles to this. And to me, that makes him a more interesting villain than he has been. Um, mm. You know, the, 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 the bowing on the knee, I can kind of see where Mike gets a little bit, you know, cause he almost seems to do that too easily, yeah, but, yeah. but, 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 but I mean, yeah, he's right. This guy is like, this guy's coming straight from hell. I mean, it's like the Kingpin is finally saying, "Whoa, whoa, I may, I may yeah, have what, made a bar. What is I may have made a bar like Thanos? Is he supposed to like look at him and say, "Hey, blow me"? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he just may have realized, "Whoa, I might have made a deal that I'm out, I'm, I'm out of that I wasn't a good one." So, yeah, in a way, that that's kind of what I liked about the issue, um, mm. and I and I did like, I, you know. I, I think they go too far with the violins for Fred, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I, and I wonder if the Tinker, not only did the Tinker get the fact they can't sing wrong. I mean, did he screw up Herman <laughs> Schultz's color, for example? I mean, to be fair, so he did look like that. It's a pure foes. Um, yeah, that's how? that's because that's good to know. That's that's well, that's how they drew him. It's the same guy. I mean, if it was, if it was like, the, <laughs> if it was like a different shocker, a different guy, but if it's still Herman Schultz, I mean, it's kind of like, wait a minute, how did that happen? Yeah. Uh, um, but, um, but anyway, no, but I, but I did like the fact that uh, Peter realizes that some of these supervillains, mm-hmm. they're not evil. They're bad guys, but yeah. some of them are just pathetic. You know, yeah. and, and, and I see this kind of in real life too. I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning a lot from my daughter, you know, some people they're just pathetic. They're just, they're, they're losers. 
Wow. Just call your daughter pathetic? What? No, 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 no. no. Oh. <laughs> My daughter's Ooh. job. Oh. Okay. okay. People that she yeah, works I mean, with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the story, the story she tells me, I mean, I've always had a fairly yeah. black and white view on crime, but listening to some of the stories she tells, it's like, you realize that some people just, they're, they're losers. What, uh, or, she, what and, does she do again? What's she's a probation officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So she would and, deal with people like Fred. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Some, I mean, there are some people she hates. They're scumbags. They're liars. They're crooks. They're no yeah. good. And yeah. there are some people who just. They can't catch a break. They're just yeah, whatever. And I, I kind of like the fact that Peter is seeing this guy as a human being. Although I think mm-hmm. I think they went a little bit too far, like I said, with the violins. No, oh, I have no friends. Nobody well, loves me. That's well, again. If you'd read Superior Foes, though, you. But you I know, know that, that Fred's like, a liar. But yeah, yeah. that's probably bullshit. He is, is always, yeah, he's always he always tries to make Fred always tries to make himself look like he's he the victim and the hero. Okay, here's another thing. Isn't Fred Australian? Isn't Fred Australian? No, that's the thing. Mark, Everyone Mark you can have it just Australian, a second once they stop arguing. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. What were you going to say? I want to address this lie. Everybody's assuming that uh, Fred's lying here. And, and I know Fred's a liar, but I'm going to go out on the limb here, right here on the crawl space. And y'all can make the T-shirts later saying Mark was right. We're going <laughs> to see a little bit later on Black Ant trying to sing and freezing up. And then you're going to know that I was right, that Fred was telling the truth all along. There you, there you go. Put it out there. Take that, Neil Wait, Bogan writer. Trust Fred. Wait a minute. We, we, still, we still have boxes of Chris was right t-shirts that we haven't gotten rid of. We're not going to start printing Mark was right just yet. <laughs> you could just, we could just tape a, or a little patch over it or something like that. There we go. Cons. What do we got for cons? Well, I wasn't done with pro. Okay. I wasn't oh, done with pro. pro. Hit it. Hit it, George. Uh, I, I liked... Because we and again talking about the kingpin, and we we saw him with one villain earlier. We saw him with Mendelstrom, and then we saw him now with the kingpin, basically forcing the kingpin to commit or uh, to submit. I like the. This is a lot more subtle approach than what we would have gotten in the last ten years. In the last ten years, Dan Slide's like, well, I need to show this villain uh, is so powerful. Oh, I know. I'll have him beat up every superhero in the damn universe that and put him in some kind of goo prison. Mm-hmm. You know, here that's not that we have a powerful villain, and we're supposed to understand that this villain is powerful. Mm-hmm. So it, it's doing it's doing it a lot more subtly, and, it, and it's not doing it in a oh, new villain shows up and kicks the Hulk's ass. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's like a control kind of thing. There's like a power, an unspoken power, mm-hmm. and I that's been refreshing. The, right, the writer is assuming that you can interpret the mm-hmm. dialogue yes. as yeah. opposed to having all visuals. And, and we right. haven't had that sort of subtlety in Amazing Spider-Man for a decade. Okay. Sure. All right. Now, now can I, I – Yeah, uh, hit your cons. Rebuttal. I got a slightly rebuttal. Oh. George, you make an excellent point. You do. I know I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue with. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know. I'm not going to fault you on your 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 logic there because that is a good point there. But I will say this though. I mean, since this is a new guy, I and since the kingpin is kind of an established character, it almost feels like it seemed like it was very 
out of character for the kingpin to submit to basically bend the knee and everything to to basically bow for this guy. Well, we don't know um, what this guy has over the kingpin right now, though. We don't. Okay, that is true. That is true. I mean, I'm just saying the kingpin is. I mean, this kingpin but, is a guy who usually has been dealt with the likes of Loki and Doctor Doom. If you're talking about acts of vengeance and stuff like that, I just think that it just felt a little bit too. Like out of character for him to be so. I mean, yeah, he'd probably be in. You know, obviously the Vanessa scene stuff. Like he's showing, like you know, he's kind of angry. But I, yeah, I think he would be more defiant and angry. Not like he's trying to physically attack the guy because he knows he would be suicide. But mm-hmm. just the fact that he's been, was willing to bend down to this guy was thinking. Er. Well, this now, guy's I got do- giant centipedes, Mike. What, like demon centipedes. What's he supposed to do? Tell him to f off. Give him the bird. I know. And then get I know. He, no, I know that. Really there are rare centipedes that don't kill people. You know. Yeah. Okay. What, but what actually. I actually said somewhat. I said maybe Kingpin just really hates bugs. Maybe. maybe. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Indiana Jones, yeah. he hates bugs. There's, there's nothing seen saying Kingpin likes doing this. No, no, I, that's true. That is true, too. Now, <laughs> I will say this. Now, in terms of in terms of now, I will say this. It's kind of a strange even though it's con. I will say this. It does make me more intrigued about who the centipede guy is. I've get you know, about if you know what what is this guy? I know, but some kind of demon thing like this. It also, interestingly enough, um, it kind of does have a it does have a very interesting one more day connection because um, why? Because let me let me ask you this, folks: uh, Why did Peter and MJ make the deal with Mephisto in the first place? Because save, the joke was Ada. Well, yeah. Besides that, besides goes up. Save Aunt May. Why, to save Aunt May. Why? What? How? Why did they need to save Aunt May? What, she what was, was she? shot. Who or how did she get shot? Oh, oh by the kingpin. Yeah, the kingpin, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was the oh. kingpin's hitman. So I don't know if this is maybe Spencer's, and this is another. Who knows if he's doing something with one more day well, with this? Yeah, but he already is, did. It, yeah, but he did it to Mendelstrom too. And what, I mean, Mendelstrom didn't yeah. all do with uh, one more. Yeah, day. I know, I know. But again, but yeah, but again, <clears> so. But yeah, I know it's it's a it's a loose thing and stuff. But I just thought it was to, interesting to, to kind of think about that. To address but, the thing, what could Spencer do? Could he write? Could he have Peter and Mary Jane say, "Hey, we, you know, we used to be married, mm-hmm. and we we've been that separated be for so ten awkward. years. It would be, It'd be weird. Most yeah. awkward conversation. Do, do we do we want that? I mean, no. do we want it back no. to be married again? Yes, I mean, hell yeah. Oh God, do. yes, yes. Mm. Okay. Yes, I, I mean we're not gonna. We're not gonna get that. Suddenly realizing and having a conversation about it, and being like, "Okay, it, yeah, that would be a very awkward conversation." I think it's to them, it would. Yeah, would I, I think that, I think to them, we're. The, I'm sorry, Ashley. I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm just saying it's the road there more than the actual result that I'm concerned with. Well, the, it would be a good source of drama for them if it the, did come up where they are Absolutely. right now. Where they are right now in their relationship, ha- having just. I mean, basically, under under Spencer, I mean, the gist of their relationship is, yes, we're supposed to be together. We've been kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think suddenly them learning that they were married mm-hmm. would, would make all the fucking, pardon me, all the damn sense to them. I think they would be yeah. like, wow, okay, that this makes let's, sense now. Let's go get hitched again. Is that what we... Uh, in, in a perfect universe, yes, that's, yeah. that's where I am. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could actually kind of push them apart because they're suddenly coming back together again and kind of getting past those um, you know, the bridges that they had almost burned in themselves I, and they're rebuilding everything. And so I, to suddenly have it um, jumping into marriage, that could be like, okay, that's a little too much too fast. Yeah. I, I, with with the way they are now, with the way Spencer has set them up now, with the things that they said to one another in the first Spencer issue, 
That's true. Yeah. I I don't see that. I don't I don't see them being this week that week of a couple. I see I I see them. Th- this is as strong as they've been since Straczynski. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I you know I I, I think. I think what Spencer is trying to tell us is that this is this is this is our status quo for Spencer. I I don't think they will get married again again. But no. what I want is Spider-Man to get one over on Mephisto and yeah. and, and to win that fight that's been going on for ten years. The, the Some, fact that Mephisto somehow has do that. His ass kicked for this after mm-hmm. ten years is ridiculous. Oh, ben yeah. Riley just punched Mephisto in the face. Spider-Man yeah. has not done that. No. There's a long list of heroes that rather that when faced with the same thing went ahead and just socked Mephisto right in the kisser. Spider-Man mm-hmm. should have been one of them. Yeah, he should be first in line basically. Yeah. But yeah. again, we don't again again we but again, even though I kind of thought about the Kingpin scene, I kind of have my disagreements and stuff you know about it. I am intrigued about who this guy but the centipede guy it is. I am kind of like curious yeah. about what his agenda, what his full agenda is, and stuff like that. So I am, you know. So even though I thought uh, I'm not sure if I'm really come like the it, idea of Kingpin take bending the knee, I am intrigued. It's just too obvious. Yeah. It's Mephisto. It's just it is. Well, it's not. I don't think it is Mephisto. Demon, but I, I don't think so. if it's another demon, then um, it could easily come out to be where Mephisto has to team up with Spider-Man in order to defeat this guy. That maybe oh, this guy's making some move against Mephisto, oh, and so now you could. Got, then we're not get, Then we're getting beyond a Spider-Man. Yeah, stuff. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this guy what they, has a strong connection and affinity towards Peter. He's like, no, spare him. Like I've got. What they could, what they could do with this is there. maybe. Okay, what they could do with this is maybe I don't know. Maybe it could be retcon that maybe it was never Mephisto. That it was actually this guy pretending to be Mephisto. One more day had so many other problems other than just the un, the undoing the marriage. I mean, it That's was, true, it was, yeah. an, and, and it was such an insulting story. I mean, the, the idea of, of Peter and Mary Jane, you know, even if they were married again, that still wouldn't fix one more day. I mean, one more no, day, yeah. and one it, more, it, one more day eviscerated our hero. I mean, did. And, and, the, and the whole thing about, you know, again, you know, Peter had, had made all these decisions. They were stupid decisions, but then he enters a deal with Mephisto and they're all wiped away. That's not, that's, that, that is, that's poor writing. I mean, that is, mm-hmm. that's, you, you can't do that. You can't free the, and, and, and the fact that Peter and Mary Jane don't remember they made this deal, they made a decision and they're completely free from the consequences of it because they don't remember it. So, yeah, I was about to say I don't even know if we want to go near that because well, one more day has so many other problems. We want Spider Man to be Mephisto. Is the Here, bottom line? Here's well, no, no, I want Spider Man and Mary Jane to be married. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, that's that Marvel's mm-hmm. not going to give that to us. Um, and and this time, two two seven zero six zero in our in our YouTube chat uh, brought mm-hmm. up a good point because uh, he was talking to Neil and he said, uh, "Remember DC fixed Superman by reverse rebooting him." That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Um, the pro- the only difference here is, and the reason that's not going to happen here, is because DC was willing to admit they screwed up. Yeah, uh, yeah Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. As far as we've come under Sibulski, as mm-hmm. I, we we are leagues beyond where we were with Quesada or Alonso. Right. Uh, Marvel's mm-hmm. still not going to do that. Right. I mean, the issue what issue one was probably as close to apology about one more day. Yeah, probably it really get. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Marvel needs to admit it was a bad. Here's what I can't understand: they won't admit that it was a bad story. This is the thing. It's not the fact that it had an outcome we didn't like. It was an insulting, appalling, right. bad story, and that's why Straczynski 
I mean, that's why Straczynski abandoned it. I mean, yeah. whether, you know, I mean, Straczynski was going to undo the whole marriage thing too. You know, he wasn't going to give us what we wanted exactly, but he was going to do it. I think a little bit more logically. I mean, here you have people like, you know, Caseda and, 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 uh, Brevoort who won't admit that it was a, it was horrible storytelling. Yep. That's what I want to see them admit, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and they won't do that. So well, to me, well, I, 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 I'm sorry, Jay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You finish. I'm no, no, sorry. no, no. I, I, I pretty well made my point. I, I, I think though that that the fact that Peter and Mary Jane are together, and and like mm-hmm. you said, you know, with all the things I said about that first issue, especially with the read between the lines writing that was going on there, um, that's that's as close to them coming out. That's that's for us. We can take that as them admitting that they screwed up. Yeah, they, that's they've not been good. screwing up. I mean, it's not good enough. Yes, I agree with you. They should be able to. They should do what Jeff Johns and, and DC didn't say. Yeah, we screwed up a lot of things. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, we screwed up. Here, here we're fixing. But things. it's you know, here's the thing. I mean, again, I guess I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but it's like when they brought Bucky back. You know, I mean, we were thinking, oh my god, that's going to be blasphemous bringing Bucky back. You know, and it worked. The st- I mean, the story worked. The way the story was told worked. You could have split Peter and Mary Jane up, and you could have done it. But not that way. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's just what I can't forgive. Not the fact that it had an outcome I didn't like, but that it, it just completely destroyed all the characters and how they would normally have behaved to fit somebody's almost childish agenda. It's not almost. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this was, this was just it was pet, done, that it was just, done to stroke an ego. Um, it was a petty agenda to get it yeah. back on track and, for cons. Oh, Brad's getting frustrated with let's, us. Let, yeah. Let's go back to cons. Do we have any cons out of the issue? I, I have one. Uh, there's not enough Spider-Man. It was very much a Fred story and a Kingpin story. And it did humanize Fred. It made you care about Fred, but there wasn't enough Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in the book. That's why I, I knocked it down from an A to a B. Anybody else have a con? The coloring. The I'm coloring. noticing a lot of flashbacks and stuff in the book, and it's. I didn't know why we had a recap of what happened just the previous issue. Because every issue is somebody's first. Yeah. yeah, but we have recap pages. Yeah, but yeah. I agree. It's kind of redundant. Too annoyed by it. It was like it was really quick. It was just literally like four panels. I know mm-hmm. there'd been a lot of that, like in all the previous issues. And it was becoming a bit of, um, I don't know, maybe it's just part of uh, Spencer's style, mm-hmm. but um, that was more of a minor irritation. Than a it, it's kind of a, a throwback before there was recap issues where Stan <laughs> would try to reboot, I mean, recap uh, what uh, happened previously, etc. Other cons besides me? I, I Okay. Yeah, the coloring. This is a glorious time. <laughs> he said the color. The, what's wrong with the what's color? The coloring, yeah, yeah. The um, this is a lighthearted uh, uh, arc here. the The previous arc was more serious and had those bright colors and very crisp, uh, clean uh, colors. Here is dark and kind of grainy, and I, I just didn't, I didn't think it worked as well. In that panel with uh, Mary Jane and Aunt May in it, and that yeah. Aunt May, I can't tell if that's Quicksilver or Aunt May or just an old <laughs> black cat. I mean, I don't know. It's an just, old black cat. <laughs> that's probably more Ramos than the colorist, actually. Yeah, um, that but. that's the yeah, that doesn't that, that's just my second one. I was, there we go. With that yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm I'm ready to move on. If you guys are. 
okay. Ashley has the last issue we're going to review. I got the variant cover because I think it looks better. The uh, mm-hmm. the Del, Del Auto art with uh, yep. Spider-Man ripping the symbiote off. I think that looks like a great cover. By the way, yep. this is written by the new uh, writer of the Miles Morales book. Yep. So. All right, Ashley, take me through this one. I I had I picked you to review this one because there's a lot of black cat in it. I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we oh, go. Oh. All right. This, so be good. this is the Amazing Spider-Man Volume Five Annual, um, called "The Ties That Bind." Uh, they give us an what they call an untold tale in the history of the Amazing Spider-Man, featuring the now dubbed. <laughs> alien suit alien symbiote suit instead of the black suit i always knew it as the black suit so i don't know where alien suit's coming from maybe i'm the one who's out of it's an alien <laughs> i know it's an alien but it's also oh. it's an alien it came from it's an, an alien. alien planet they found it <laughs> on another planet yeah, i'm not disputing that fact i'm just saying i always knew it as the black it's black suit ah! <laughs> alien suit spider-man sounds weird okay so we open with the recap of secret wars and Spider-Man's role in that, how he came across the symbiote and, you know, found the black suit and donned it and everything. But we get this from the symbiote's perspective. And he tells us all about his new friend, which is what he calls Peter. He calls him the friend. And so we kind of get a day in the life of how symbiote came to lovingly creep over to his bed and wrap around his body and his sleep to help him um, get through his problems. So we open the story proper with Peter in his uh, new black costume showing Felicia his, uh, the new threads and she's commenting on it saying, you know, he's, he's telling her that it's a, uh, he's got all these new upgrades and everything. You know, I don't have to root for my web shooters, but it responds to my thoughts. It's kind of got a sentience like okay that's kind of creepy maybe go take it to Reed Richards um, we have some innuendo and then the mistake of then having referred <laughs> to his body as Peter Ashley's internet's kind of dying slowly your video is froze okay froze, froze. Yeah. Yep. Frozen. Frozen. Let it go. What George is singing Frozen. I, I didn't sing at all. No, I was Oh, I'm sorry, that was JR. Is Ashley back? Can you hear me? Know. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, I can hear you. Just no video. Okay. Well, I'll just continue walking and maybe one day I'll move. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so there are um... Thank you, Ashley, for making me not feel so bad. How's that? I think you can help. <laughs> So a little impromptu date where they're looking over Hammerhead's got some operation going down in a in a warehouse and so they come and crush down. But going back to Peter's life, it looks like after Secret Wars it's kind of, you know, screwed up some things. He uh has to suddenly explain awkwardly explain this absence where he was suddenly gone for you know, a couple of weeks. No one can get a hold of him, and he can't really explain why he was gone. So it just comes off as excuses. Randy's yelling at him, and you know his uh, job's on the line. Aunt May's really disappointed in him, and you know says, "Yeah, I don't like it when you lie to me, Peter." And so 
the symbiote notices this and says that, yes, the friend's meat is brave and strong, but his mind is full of conflict. So he said he's going to. Hmm? The meat the meat was a lot stronger when it was with the black cat, but anyway, that's <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> we we've offended Ashley. She's just oh oh she's back. Okay, I'm back. She's back. It was again. short-lived. It was Here, short-lived. I'm gonna- I'm going to eject this Ashley and bring this Ashley in. We had had a clone Ashley there for a minute. (laughs) We did. We did. (laughs) Okay, so you were talking about the meat. (laughs) The friend's meat. The friend's meat. I want to talk about Peter's meat. By the way, the symbiote calling humans meat was just odd in this issue. Well, well they do eat brains, Brad. You can't do that after you just have an innuendo. It automatically all becomes wrong. I know. Oh. JR's to blame. I blame JR. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, whole, the whole story reads like it's an alien condom. You know, I mean, <laughs> wow. Wow. It really does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, it is a perfect timing. We have the symbiote crawling over him and saying, we embrace him. Take hold of him. The friend has worn us. Now we will wear the friend. friend Like a a condom. George can spin that into one of his sales pitches. (laughs) I think I gave this to Zach last Christmas. He says we will do so much together. So happy By the way, together. Grant Alford says, "JR, no." Mark, your boy is offended. His boy's too young. I think your boy's too young for this now, Grant. Or Grant, not Grant. Mark. How old is how old is Grant anyway? He's in college. He's in college. Oh, well, he's oh, he's older than mine then. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Ashley. There, there is a debate. Who is older, Jr. or Mark? How oh, old are you? How's that even a debate? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. Go back. I'm sorry. Because Ashley. I act so young. Right. So, then we have to help out. Help out Peter with his mental turmoil by making it so he doesn't have to make decisions and. He's just going to wear him at night and do what he would do anyways. <laughs> he, decides, he wants to, you know, he, he loves his friend so much, so he's going to do what he would do and make him proud and protect people who are getting hurt. This Except sounds like slash. Out of people when he does. So after nearly killing someone who, you know, stole a woman's purse, he goes back and you know, Peter's like, Jesus, how long did I sleep? You know, until 5 p.m. Great. MJ comes by to check in on him. They kind of have a talk and he tells her what all's been happening. And, you know, he, he kind of flashes back to all the good times they had together. And, you know, he kind of, he, he misses what they had. And the symbiote senses that and senses him still dwelling on all of his problems and everything that's, you know, kind of pulling at his conscience and his life and decides he's going to continue to make him forget so he can be the strongest, that he can be the the only person he needs to rely on, not that person. So, like, when he says that Peter's dwelling on his own skin, does that mean that Peter's Jewish? You know, and that he's, he's <laughs> forget it. Well, he is a Jewish <laughs> right I literally just face palmed. They are the monsters. 
They are I literally just facepalmed. J.R. Fenninger's a goddamn monster. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, he was missing his old skin. Stop, I just thought maybe stop. Oh, yeah. oh, go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Can my. I go to bed tonight? <laughs> Seriously. Guys, I'm going to Go ahead, Ashley. We have good timing with the panels because we have Peter jumping up in bed screaming, No! <laughs> I, I just wonder if he had a bad bar mitzvah or something. Oh, you know I mean? oh. I'm doing it again. So he wakes up having nightmares from all the stress that uh, the symbiotes outings are causing him because he's pretty much turning every night into a bloodbath. And he wakes mm-hmm. up, stop biting my foot, Bogey. Um, <laughs> and Felicia's there watching him sleep, channeling her inward Edward Cullen. <laughs> and he's like, where are you? You're watching me sleep. He's just like, she doesn't answer. He says, oh, you should lock your window. He did lock his window. So he comes, <laughs> she comes in to kind of have a little heart to heart to him with him, see how he's doing and talk it out. And she says, you know, you're like, you're even scaring me. You need to go to the doctor. Like, you need to check this out. This isn't normal. <laughs> and he starts realizing, you know, what? all my time is going to sleep. I'm just like asleep all the time. And so... The next night, when um, I want to say Venom, when the symbiote goes out and wearing his body oh so intimately, um, <laughs> he runs into this one kid who's like you know in the middle of a shootout between some thugs, and uh, he's just kind of getting cro- caught in the crossfire. When Spider, the symbiote comes in, beats them all up. This guy come, the kid says, "Well, hey, dude, you you can't be Spider Man. Spider Man wouldn't do that." So. What, what are you trying to be a superhero and so he kind of takes him under his wing shows him like okay well uh, he asks a favor from him like if uh, Spider-Man's here I've got to you know I don't want to walk home and he asks he gets a lift from Spider-Man on their way spider uber or no uber since we can't say uber apparently oh uber yep <laughs> And so they go by, there's a, um apartment that's burning down, there's an old man, he's trapped in the window, and so um, his little Jiminy Cricket here shows up, like, hey, you Jiminy Cricket's little Jiminy Cricket. Hey, hey, if you want to be this a superhero, then you gotta help him out, you understand me? Gosh. That, and so Symbion's like, well... Okay, I don't want to get near the fire. I don't like that, but I guess I can make this work. And it's just a little spider hammock down for the guy. Fire bad. And he says, "Okay, you know, you you got his Jiminy Cricket guy tells him, okay, you you got this. I think you've got what it takes to be a hero. You know, I believe in you. You can do it. But as uh, the symbiote swings off after uh, his little pep talk from his conscience, it looks like he dropped him off right in front of Hammerhead and his men who realize, oh, okay, you know Spider-Man, so we're gonna um, get to know each other, you and I. Then, um, I'm a little confused about the time here. Right? I guess just like the next night and the poor kid has been held, tied up in a warehouse and held at gunpoint all night. Um... He, the symbiote has gotten kind of attached to him and is like, hey, this guy's pretty, he's got a really strong will that even though he doesn't have this strong 
meat that um my friend done. <laughs> he's got a really strong will and so i want to spend more time with him and he gets some kind of um made us too strong danger <laughs> and so he he rushes up bogey stop it um he rushes over to where he's being held in the warehouse and attacks Hammerhead and his men. Hammerhead's got some kind of like sonic gun that he blasts him with. And it just happened. He says it's called the slagger. And he's going to use it to, we don't figure out what he's going to use it for. He just blasts him with it. And it just happens to be something that will, you know, kind of wound the symbiote. And it hisses, says, you know, it's a, in fear of being destroyed and so the second it gets a chance Bogey stop <laughs> hang on Enigma says that Bogey wants to spend more time with the meat <laughs> <laughs> the meat is warm the Bogey wants the meat okay. Bogey needs meat <laughs> <laughs> okay so then Symbiote closes on a hammerhead the second he's distracted because the uh, kid goes up behind him unplugs his um slagger pack <laughs> and he they have a little fight and it looks like you know Hammerhead could come out as like could beat him down but this, it's the symbiote taking over Spider-Man he's not holding back at all he damn near turned saying we're going to eliminate this and the you know his conscience comes back and tells him before you can kill him, no, you can't do that. You know, let's just let's just go, let's just get out of here. And so he listens to his new friend, and they leave. As Hammerhead gets back up, and everyone's just kind of like, "What? What happened?" So Hammerhead insists, like, "No, that that wasn't Spider Man. This didn't happen. We're not talking about this." <laughs> I love that part. So yeah, they um, <laughs> they go back. Um, you know, Symbiote takes Peter back to Ben and has learned that, oh, you know, maybe in uh, trying to help my friend, I've been hurting him. I haven't really, um, I haven't been upholding his values. I'm causing more problems for him. You know, this is, I must so have these values. <laughs> and so he decides to to go and he realizes symbiote realizes it's been overworking peter make it his meat i'm not meat. saying it i'm not saying it <laughs> um making his what chair he said making his meat, meat week meat week <laughs> good God. so it's kind of like he, so we need more mary jane and felicia in there to strengthen the meat but anyway oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Wow. I'm finding my tongue. So anyways, as soon as um, Peter's awake, he goes over, he takes Felicia's advice and is like, okay, no, I need to go talk to Reed Richards about this already. And that's when we have a moment where he's like, no, this is a parasite. It's feeding off of you. Peter realizes it's not going to come off of him and it's fighting to cling on to him. So Reed zaps it with a uh, sonic blaster, uh, shreds the symbiote off of him. And Symbiote's feelings are hurt. Why does the friend reject us? We've been hurt. Our only friend has been torn from on, from us. Our friend hates us now, and the friend thinks he's done with us. And we have our closing panel with the Symbiote in his little um, containment cell looking all angry and goopy. And he says, but we are not done with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, didn't Stegron have a meat gun? 
Yes, Degron had. Uh, yes, this is. The, 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 then why weren't there a bunch of little Stegrons in? <laughs> the genius of Stegron, Brad, is uh, a level such a level that yes, he devised a gun that actually put meat on dinosaur bones and yep. made them like turn back into living dinosaurs. Yep. That's how advanced the technology. Stegron has at his disposal. That's funny. So uh, let's go around the horn. Ashley, what is your grade for this annual number 43? Uh, C. Honestly, a C minus. C C minus. Mike? Uh, Like, probably give it maybe about a a pretty high C plus, maybe. Okay, Mark? A minus. Woo! Okay. Uh, JR? I was about to say, Mark, message retracted. What was that message? But anyway, um, I, I got to give this a D plus. This is just, this is bad. This is just really bad. George. Do you really think I bought this? <laughs> <laughs> it's got I'm, Venom. I'm, hi, I'm George Berryman. Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a D. Uh, mm-hmm. Ashley, what what uh, is your prose? Um, I think I liked the narrative voice um, that they gave the symbiote other than the meat. Um, <laughs> it was really consistent. It, um, you know, kind of gave it a sympathetic voice. So uh, you're saying the meat was well done? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they were able to be really consistent with it. And um, it, it was a, it was a good way to stylize it. And I like that. I like uh, I like the perspective they chose to go with. Yeah. Uh, pros for the rest of the group. Uh, Mark, you gave it an A? Yeah. I, I enjoyed the story. I mean, okay. I didn't like the art and stuff. But I mean, I enjoyed the story. Um, it was told from uh, – it did what everything I wanted an untold story to do. It uh, – until un, yeah, untold story. It gave more information without changing continuity. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have when Stacy's eyes open, um, you know, with her thinking there at the last minute and stuff like that. It it was just it was a good story. And, mm-hmm. and it filled in that one thing we've never heard anything about. What did the symbiote do at night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what this story, you know what this reminded me of? I mean, I'm sure some of you, um, you know, more of these more uh, experienced readers. Uh, there was a, I believe there was a, a story involving Gene the Wolf and the symbiote like during that period, like how, you know. Wasn't there? I forgot what what yeah, it, it was. was it web, was web spinners. It was a Dan, was a Dan Slott story. Oh, and it sucked. oh really? Uh, okay. No, I thought yeah, it was in was, Web Spinners with Ron, Ron Franley. Uh, it, was, it was like a back, it was like a backup of an annual or uh, whatever. It was uh, it was a stupid story. Do not want. Oh, okay, do I don't not, okay. remember that. But I do agree with uh, I do agree with Mark and Ashley on the on the part about that. Yeah, uh, that this it's a nice, interesting perspective. Like when you're reading the symbiote's voice and it's interesting how he's calling him, you know, calling Peter friend. I'm like thinking, Oh, that's actually kind of a very fitting, uh, moniker. And the, and the, how that, and it's kind of, you kind of understand like, you know, where he, where it's coming from. And also as possessive as it is and how it thinks like, and all the time, like it's trying to beat up all these criminals and says, Oh, the friend will be so proud of me when I'm, you know, basically pummel these guys to, uh, to death and everything. It's like, it's a very, it's almost like you definitely kind of like you get the sense that, you know, that this is a, de- a genuine character of this. And you never really get that sometimes with the, with the symbiote beforehand for before this. And I kind of did appreciate that, you know, it does have kind of like the unique voice to it. And I also like the touch that do that the, that, you know, it's how it's, 
uh, that, that the people that people are recognized enough that this is not that even that this is just not Spider-Man because the way he acts and everything like this. And so, you know, you know, so it's like, I thought those were, yeah. Other pros, other pros, the color. I want to put the coloring again. You like the coloring? Don't you roll your eyes at me? <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, the dotted look, the background. To oh, make it like look like a, the old, ink, like an old um, comic. Print. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Uh, yeah. The art, the artwork was so poor, I didn't notice it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, the artwork was. Yeah, the artwork the was artwork atrocious. Was, the artwork was bad. That yeah. was why I got. The, by, you you would think for charging an extra buck, you would get better artwork, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, this is also an annual too. I oh, mean, yeah. annuals have never been. Brad, it's Marvel. When has that ever been the case? Yeah. I was say, you've never had the A-team hardly on an annual, have you? That's I mean, right. No, you never mm-hmm. don't. Uh, Ashley Cons, what didn't you uh, like about it? I, I bet you there's some Felicia talk. Yeah. Let me, I have a few cons to just kind of list, and then we'll get to the Felicia talk. So oh. first, <laughs> Ashley has legitimate concerns. <laughs> the art was awful. I mean, awful. there were some parts, I, I think some parts of it worked for the atmosphere they were going for, just kind of the more muted colors. The um the sketchy with the lines is not quite as defined, but the arms looked so weird. There was just some bad anatomy going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not just um, the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you better watch it. I'm going to give you another weird new spider news. Oh wait, I was already going to. <laughs> another thing that bothered me was the brutality was told and never really shown we keep getting to oh my god he's killing him and they're really it honestly looked the same to me as some of his um you know spider-man's regular you know drive-by villain that that goes back to the artist he he can't convey the difference it was it was just um it was only ever told to us like oh my god you're gonna kill him and i'm like oh no his arm's covered in ketchup um, <laughs> the what should I do with this meat? <laughs> Covering ketchup. Covering so, ketchup. Well, gosh, um, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is lie, Pinocchio, and you got it. You got enough. Oh, meat. Jr. This is a really weird fanfic now. Pinocchio, <laughs> <laughs> don't make Pleasure Island. Whatever you do, Pinocchio wait. meets symbiotes on Meat Island. Yeah, Pinocchio. <laughs> and the symbiote's motivation was really uh it didn't make sense to me he's looking at how peter's having all this internal conflict and troubles dealing with the more emotional internal parts of his life and so he decides to wear him and beat people up like that's not helping <laughs> that's not helping his his problems at all why is this why are you doing this 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 thing doesn't relate to the others. It's a, well, it's an alien. It doesn't understand human interactions. No. It doesn't understand it's giving him a, like probably, a, you know... All it understands is meat. All it understands is meat. Meat, meat friends. It's like, meat, I want to protect meat. I want to protect the meat and wrap around his clothes and, and snuggle. Please like don't say meat friends. No, My meat friends. I want to cover the meat. The meat. That's what he wants to <laughs> He wants to keep him well preserved and fresh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what's the expiration date on my meat friend? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably after you get okay. your wife the kid. <laughs> and then what really bothered me was the completely revisionist stuff with Felicia. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. What they do? So, 
I liked the relation, the rapport they established between them, where she's kind of more of a calm. Oh, we, oh, what a what what a cliffhanger! It's what? pulling us to pure foes on us with the She's with the frozen L and Ds. Oh, there you are! You're back! You're back! Okay, okay. okay. So uh, I don't know where I left off, but I was saying I I like the rapport that they tried to establish between them where, you know, she's more invested in his emotional well-being and you should come in to check on him and watch him sleep. Um, And she's kind of giving him advice like, hey, you should get that looked at, essentially. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) You should have your meat checked out (laughs) by the butcher. (laughs) Yes. I knew someone was going to say it. (laughs) The rapport is good, but it was completely revisionist, and it completely overlooks that, yes, Felicia was flawed in that stage of their relationship. She, There were a lot of issues with their relationship where it was not healthy. You cannot just erase her flaws and have this new revisionist look at it where suddenly she, um, as 227 pointed out in the comments, um, she initially liked the black suit. She thought it was cool and sexy. She didn't have any problems like, Ah, that's crazy. Um, I, I I don't remember her being that concerned about his well being either. Uh, yeah. Like what you said, yeah. And then, especially what got me is she never cared about going to see him. She would not look at him with his mask off. Right. So going into like knowing where he lives and going in to see him as Peter Parker and not as Spider Man. Mm. Yeah, it's sweet. I would have preferred it, but you are erasing one of her main character flaws in that stage mm-hmm. of her arc. You yeah. can't yep. just look past that. That is mm-hmm. a disservice to her character. <clears throat> yep. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I, I could barely tell when he had the mask on and off due to the bad art. Did I say that again? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in other words, so in other words, you should have kept that meat well wrapped up, so you wouldn't have to oh look at that. <laughs> Just don't keep it out. You need to put it in the fridge. Where's yeah. the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I completely. Well, it was nice to see her. She was just once again completely out of character, and so I'm like, just yeah. don't like understand her character. She is a flawed woman. Yeah. There are some great things about her that I love, but she's also not the best person to be in a relationship with. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to do a flashback tale, try to get the main points right. You know, yeah. Felicia can't stand looking at Peter Parker needs a mask. Mm-hmm. The symbiote has never said meat, meat, meat this yeah. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. He said brains, brains, brains. I'm going to eat your meat. That He's never said that. <laughs> <laughs> This is the lewdest show we've done in a while. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me Dude, I didn't right make them. We didn't yeah, make I'm, that up. They say change my grade. They say it like, just because of the show. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ashley, you know any that, other thoughts on that one? Um, I guess I could leave with the zing saying that that issue makes me want to go vegetarian, but that would be like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've milked the meat enough on this one. Yeah, I was <laughs> well, we, well, well. The one guy, the other one con I do have that uh, it was that was kind of annoyed by uh, Jimmy Cricket in this, so especially especially with the uses bra. Like he goes, "Hey, bra, you shouldn't do that, bra." You know, like oh. you know, yeah, he kept you know, uh, like, Mike. Yeah, it's bra, not bra. It's bra. Oh. 
Hey, bra. Hey, bra. You don't hey, go up yeah. to another dude and say, what's up, bra? It was bra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, if you don't say bra to a man, he might take it differently. You might don't say yeah, it okay. to a woman either. Don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's yeah, well, we'll see. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say bra. I don't say bra, bra speak. Yeah. Bra. And at the time this is supposed to be said in, they would have just said bro. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah, no, it's really supposed good. to be set in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the guy kind of—it's just the dialogue of that part just kind of really annoying. I would me. agree. Like, trying to make this guy trying to just sound like he was too hip. If, if we if we're doing a flashback, do the dialogue flashback. Don't do the modern mm. flashback writing. It's <laughs> meat done. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's the meat you can't beat. All right, that's yes, Joshua <laughs> yes, Ellison. I should know my slain. I'm very bad for that. Yeah. Um. Good job, bra. <laughs> <laughs> Any other cons? My con is Mike not knowing the difference between a bra and a bro. <laughs> Good night, America. <laughs> I I I'd want to. I mean, I want to say something, and I don't want to yeah. drag the meat thing out anymore. But really, everybody, <laughs> what even can? Please don't drag the meat out. <laughs> this, this is the case of really bad editing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 you you, you think. I mean, look what we're doing. We've, we've, we've the whole it it threw the focus <laughs> off the whole story, you know. And you're thinking an, ed- an editor gets this, yeah. and it's like and sees these repeated references and doesn't send it back. I mean, yeah. what's what is it? I mean, what's the? I mean, I mean, I think we've seen notoriously poor editing over the last several years. Yeah, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I like I said, I don't want to focus, but it's like that when you're sitting there reading that with with all the jokes aside, you're sitting there going, "How did this pass by? How did this <laughs> pass by?" And then, you know, it, it's yeah. like it's it's like they they pulp all the issues of Spider Man Earth X because Al Milgram writes you know a subtle diss of Bob Harris on these library books, oh, and that you ca- see they catch this, they can't they catch. catch this. It, yeah, they catch they catch that and pop every issue, but then then you have this and it's like, no, I don't get it. But but yeah, the the the, the Jiminy I I had Ashley called him Jiminy Cricket was just perfect because this is a really <laughs> yeah. this is a really stupid character. A really I agree. Stupid. I agree. Cogent, well, if it was a grown man or a child, the art yeah, tell the difference. Cogent editing would have been, uh, you know, for the editor to make notes on the script and send it back, you know, like. Things in the like the the margins that say the assholes on Crawl Space podcast will eat this up, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a meat sandwich. Yeah, take, take, no. you know, let, let's let's trim about seventy five percent of the meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By yeah, the I mean, way, what do ed- what do editors? I mean, without getting dr- what I do editors do if, if not this kind of stuff? I mean, what 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 are they for if not this kind of stuff? To catch well, you gotta, maybe misspellings? I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to remember. Okay, we got to remember though that this is Nick. This is Nick, the guy supposedly editing these books is Nick Lowe. No, and he's no, Nick, uh, Nick yeah. Lowe is not listed as the editor. I don't think on this one. Not oh, uh, he's not. Yeah, actually, he is. I think he is. No, it's um. <clears throat> Okay. Somebody, no, it's somebody, somebody else. I th- I want to say. Oh, okay. Okay. Because normally he's, he's on the last in, page. Yeah, because normally he's got. Because normally, if because I don't know if it, if if it is Tim. Because I already saw um, somebody talking about this damn thing. So. Um, oh, okay. Another thing. Didn't we just have annual forty two in the same year? Is this like two annuals in one year? So, well, it's a new volume. I feel I like think. we reviewed yeah, an annual recent, not like. Well, well, it was after Clone Conspiracy because Ned came back. Remember that was Annual Forty Two. Mm. 
So yeah. this, is the, this is the second uh, annual in one year. Yeah, getting back on the editor it thing, it says Mark like it. Basso, editor, Bass. Nick Lowe, executive oh, okay. editor. Oh, okay. Executive so, editor. Yeah, I so, thought I'd heard something like so that. So you've had two editors of this pass through, JR. Well, I mean, executive editor probably means he didn't no. he didn't read it. <laughs> you know, <so laughs> he didn't probably read it. He just he just kind of signed. He just signed. Okay, fine, just shipping it off to the yeah. printers or whatever. Yeah. Brad, you were yeah. right. We had the the volume four annual forty two back in February. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. February mm-hmm. and October, two annuals. Jesus, September, that's wow. Oh yeah, September. September. This came out. Okay. All right. Well, Final again, thoughts again, it's on another commercial for the Venom movie. I mean, it's yeah. that's that's You're another right. thing that's kind of aggravating about it. It's like let's tell a Venom story that really nobody wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this issue for final thoughts? All right. Final thoughts around the horn, Mike. Well, I now have some. Well, no, I won't say anything related now because. You know, because that was. Are you afraid it will spoil? <laughs> yeah, oh, actually. No, <laughs> uh, uh, but spoilers um, on yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I think we had some three great comics from Nick Spencer. I still, still, even though I was kind of slightly down on some of the things, I still think that Nick Spencer's run is he's absolutely killing it on this book. Yeah. Um, and it's a really treat. <clears throat> uh, looking forward to the next issue. I'm sure you know. Um. And everything else, and I've you know it's been a while since I've said that. So, Dark Mark, final thoughts, sir. Well, I said earlier that Swarm didn't reply to my son on Twitter when he congratulated him on making the Spider-Man game, but I think maybe Swarm listens to our podcast got a message from Grant saying that he just got her saying congratulations aren't in order until Spider-Man appears in a Swarm game. <laughs> <laughs> So Swarm just wrote back. Is that what you said? Yeah, Swarm wrote, wrote back to Grant. Wait, 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 whoa! Swarm has a Twitter. We yeah. Where were you? We were just talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Swarm has a Twitter, <laughs> and Grant is is tweeting Swarm. Yeah, that, that, this came up when we were talking about what a, a group of robots is. They're called a swarm, aren't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't hear the Twitter part. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Ashley, final thoughts. Oh, I actually just remembered this. Um, yeah. This is something I wanted to talk about. Um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, it's called Binging with Babish. It's a guy who takes recipes from um, various pop culture, movies, video games, TV shows, and he recreates them. Well, his episode this week was the wheat cakes and dumpling recipes from the Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, he took the mm. recipe that's in the game and made it. Yes, so Pretty y'all should check good. those out. Did he like the recipe? Did he eat it? Did he like it? Oh, yeah. He's he's a great chef. So, Oh, awesome. Awesome. We'll have to put that uh, embed that video on the front page. That'd be kind of fun. I haven't seen yeah. that. That'd be fun. Uh, JR, final thoughts, sir. Well, you know, it's it's it is kind of fun to. I mean, like I said, I haven't completely joined, jumped on the bandwagon like the rest of you had. You have on Nick Spencer yet? Because after all, this is the guy who gave us Secret Empire. Um, but you know, it's it's nice to have a podcast where we're, where everyone is just not so completely down on the story. Yeah, oh, no down, right? It's fun. I mean, they are at least they're at least fun. They're not even even if we don't. Well, other than the meat issue, but you know the the Spencer, the Spencer issues. Even, even though I didn't, even though I really didn't like number five, for example, it wasn't cringeworthy. I mean, you didn't right. cringe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so so I you know things are things are looking 
better at least. Yeah. So I, I agree, George. The meat issue that was funny. <laughs> George, was, fun. there, was there an Oscar Meyer variant? <laughs> <laughs> My comic has a first name. Was there? Was yeah? Was it's S Y M B O? By Hillshire Farms. <laughs> this will be in one of those Hillshire Farm Christmas packs. Do they have a cross promotion with your local log. grocery store, so that you know your yeah. your your the, the local butcher, you know, could like appear on the cover. <laughs> what's what's Alice's boyfriend on Brady Bunch? He he loved this issue. Sam, 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 Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam the butcher. Uh, George, any other final thoughts? I'll be asleep in less than ten minutes. All right, we will. <laughs> <do that. laughs> All right, gang, this has been fun. Uh, George, real quick, in November, we're running out of year. Next month, what do you think we do? Spider Jeopardy, what do you think? Well, yeah, that's what I've been planning on, yeah. All right, Spider oh. Jeopardy ought to be fun. Oh, great, Nick, i got to cram now. Nick, oh, wait. Nick, Nick Spencer beat us to it with the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, who, gang. Will be, who will defeat my crap? Well, since I won, yeah, last, who won time, last year, was it you, Mike? That was me. That was me. So, so I got to so defend my. I got to defend my title here. I uh, have a perfect. Didn't you have a perfect run or something? I mean, uh, got them all right or something like that? Did you run the table on it? I was close. No, I did miss a few questions there. Though, so I, 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 I just win. want you to know, I'm the host, and I will win next year <laughs> or this year. <laughs> I can't even get that right. <laughs> It's cute that you think so. I know. <laughs> hey, George, can you give me a meat category? <laughs> oh, God. No. I'll take potted. I'll take potted meat for a hundred, George. <laughs> no. uh, Spider-Man spam for two. Okay, thanks everybody. This has been fun. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, it's important to support things that you like. So if you could, please go to patreon.com slash crawlspace and help us pay the bills and make sure more episodes come out into the future. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash crawlspace. Mm-hmm.